0: good evening everyone and welcome to tonight's incredible explosive episode of primetime gaming with mr boomstick and friends and of course i am your host mr boomstick xl and we have an action-packed show for you this evening so sit back crack a a brew or a water or dr pepper like because for me i don't drink and sit back and get ready for two plus hours of the best gaming talk on youtube on monday evenings and we're going to get into the introduction so we can break down these incredible, big, very hot-button topics. And we're going to start with our very special guest. Now, this lady is very special to me. She was there when I first broke in onto the gaming scene about podcasting. She kind of helped me out, and she set me in the correct direction. And she was, she was very, very helpful trying to learn the YouTube game. She has an incredible her, her, her own incredible podcast known as The Scumcast on the weekends please welcome the very opinionated Luca what's going on darling how you been well
1: I must say that's probably one of the best intros I've gotten in quite some time Uh, you know second to uh Lord Cog and only
0: Cognito does them better
1: (laughs) crazy do they just crazy how well it is but thank you so much yeah you know boom I remember I do remember when you got started and I knew that you would do great things and you are doing amazing things on your channel and I'm just every time I see you pop up I'm like oh There he is, just killing it. So yeah, I'm very impressed in what you've been able to accomplish over here. You and your fantastic panel. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you so much. And obviously, one of your cohorts hosts uh, should be here momentarily. And I guess maybe he's hiding in the wings, waiting to swoop in. We're talking about, of course, Gaming Forte, who you work with on a regular basis. But we'll get to him as soon as he pops in here. Sometimes he gets stuck closing the store, so he might be here a little bit late. But let's get into the rest of the panel. Now, you know him as someone that is not only considered a sniper elite. He's Love for MMOs is unmatched to anyone, and yes, he will shoot you in the face while saying, <laughs> How you doing? Please welcome <clears> the <throat> <to> Tempest Sun.
2: <laughs> hey, boom! I'm glad to be back. Uh, sorry I missed uh, last week, but um, yeah, I'm here, I'm uh, ready for the topics, and longtime listener of uh, Miss Luca here, so uh, hopefully. She disagrees with somebody on the panel, and we get into um, yeah. an, out, an outright brawl. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you never
0: know with Luca, and you know what? That's the best part about her. Uh, you just never know. And Luca tells it like it is, and that's what we love about her. Next up, you know him as someone still searching for a nice slice of pizza, which unfortunately, because he lives in Florida, will never get one until he comes back to NYC. Please welcome the Italian clowns.
3: Hey, what's going on man? Yeah, boom, no no pizza, no calzones, man. Sad to say, but <laughs> I can get a pet alligator.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> or or you can have your uh, Series X stolen by a baby, uh which is yeah. still, Oh you know, yes. Which is still not a good thing. Um yeah, I know. I know that you had a idea that, that 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 people are now rallying around you. So you know, let's let's not that have that happen again, clowns. When you go in on November tenth, to, um, uh, you know, get your Series X. Hopefully, you won't have an incident where you've punched a baby in the face for the <laughs> Series
3: X. <laughs> I well, I will be first in line with a tent, and they might take pictures of me. Maybe I'll get there at one o'clock in the morning. And just like sleep there. Maybe I won't shower for days to keep the line away.
2: You gonna pull with me? (laughs)
3: Yeah, that, <laughs> that, these are some
1: cool. uh, great plans man <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's certainly yeah. a
0: way to do it oh but thanks so much for being here clown super appreciate you being here and next up our resident k crusader who's here not only on time but he took down the joke of the penguin and the riddler prior to this podcast please welcome cyber
4: just doing my duty you know how it is boom uh, glad keeping to be here, keeping here. safe <laughs> keeping us safe Uh, Glad to be here. You know, I'm on time, like you mentioned. Uh, It's amazing being here with Miss Luca. Um, First time podcasting with her and, you know, being on a panel with her. So, um, you know, I'm honored. And uh, yeah, glad to be here on a Monday talking games with you guys. Let's get the show started. Let's go.
0: Well, it's great to have you a part of the show, and let's bring Luca back in here. She popped out for a second. There she is. My bad,
1: man. My bad. No,
0: that's okay. You're you're perfectly fine. We got you right back in here. And one of the last, but certainly not least, all the way from northern Canada, if I got it correctly, one of the most opinionated and someone that has been drooling to get into tonight's show Mm -hmm. to talk about some of those big bombshell uh, opinions from Phil Spencer himself. Please welcome... The, the middle-aged gamer
5: well good evening boom good evening chat and good evening to this awesome panel yes i missed last week it was canadian thanksgiving and uh i got ill and i lost my voice and we know what happens when mag doesn't have a voice we don't have a show so you i'm back i'm voice? super excited what's that cyber not then okay all <laughs> right and you know what and i'm super excited for a second there i saw ash and luca was here i'm like oh my god she's here she's here she's here and then all of a sudden, she disappeared. And I'm like, oh, great. Right before my intro, she takes off. So, <laughs> but she's back now. Anyways, super excited to be here. Let's get right into it. I think okay. it's
4: because I didn't sing. Maybe. It, maybe. It's, definitely that. Yeah. it's
1: definitely that. It must be like, age middle-aged gamer. I, I, I love your voice. It's just like that was something... I've wanted to compliment you on for a while now. It's just like, damn, he's he's really got like a he's an the announcer Canadian voice. Rich. Yeah, well, it's I can much. hear it.
5: Appreciate it. You can thank just you call me Mag, it. by the way. It's a lot easier on... Mag. <laughs> a lot, yeah, that's it. A lot easier to say.
1: Hey, okay, Yes. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to Ooh, me. I'm so Perfect voice for this.
5: <laughs> well, listen, folks.
0: Uh, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, I've been getting a lot of requests, and of course, because this this particular show, my channel in general was built uh, at the uh, at the forefront of community first. Uh, a lot of the ideas that I have moved forward with have been because the community has asked for it. So one of the things we're going to do is because we don't we don't have any bits and bytes because the two topics that we're going to get into are massive. But we are going to do something a little different, like I just said, and we're going to talk about what we have been playing. So, Luca, because you are a special guest, let's go to you first. What have you been playing recently that's taken up some of your time?
1: Wow, yeah. So, as a lot of people know, I am a big Destiny head. I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2 PvP. Uh, It's kind of (laughs) lacking on content. For people who are highly invested in the game, uh, for people who are not that invested in the game, there's there's a lot of stuff to do. But it's mostly busy work, in my opinion, so I hang out in PvP. I'm not super good at it, but it's a lot of fun. And then when I'm not playing Destiny, I actually started playing some Dark Souls 3 again, which has been nice. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, uh, I did new game plus three and just went through the beginning area again. I was just like, man, ah, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, th- that's mostly what I've been playing. My uh, two staples, basically.
0: Well, listen. We know that you're super excited. Hopefully, you're going to be able to get your hands on a PlayStation Five. I have a I feeling know. that Sony is launching just to say that they've launched. I don't think they're going to have a lot of consoles. As a matter of fact, I have a, a very, very strong suspicion that as we get close to November twelfth, many, many people are going to have their pre-orders uh, canceled because I don't think Sony is ready. I don't think that they're going to be they're in the, in the position to have this console readily available and that the rumors of a delay uh were true but they're just doing a soft launch just to say that they weren't delayed and i'm like i said i'm i have mine at GameStop, and i have my, my mrs boom got the second one but that's for the giveaway that's not because we're hoarding them we're looking to sell them on ebay we're <laughs> actually giving a, a playstation 5 away for free as with, with Miles Morales, and uh, oh, we have awesome. those two. Yeah, you know, it's it's our it's our way of giving back. And my brother actually donated. Uh, my brother Neil Mental donated mm-hmm. a Series X to give away. Oh, yeah, as
1: well. Neil is awesome. Awesome. awesome guy.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he's been in my corner since we were kids, and he's been pushing me to do this for for many many years. And you know, when you're working as a New York City police officer, you kind of got to keep your eye on the prize, and that's staying alive.
1: Yeah, and yeah. There really you.
0: was no time for this, but now that I'm retired, I can dedicate myself to this, this, I said job. Oh my God, because it is like a job. It is kind (laughs) of
1: like a job, yeah.
0: (laughs) But uh, Luca, thank you so much for the information. For me personally, I'll jump in front of everybody. One game has uh, grabbed my attention, and it's one that I was uh, very, very fortunate enough to be uh, given by the by the developer, and that's Raji, an ancient epic, which is uh, a very, very reminiscent of, of course, uh, Prince of Persia, but it also has a um and it it has so many different grabs from different genres because you know there is a point where the, the camera pulls all the way back and you are fighting monster uh, bosses that are 50 times bigger than you um it's kind of like a a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus you you're just not climbing up on them it is it's a pretty an interesting uh, title that a lot of people don't know about. I'm doing a full-on review tomorrow on the special edition episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. So tune in tomorrow at noon for that. But yes, I I, I got it on Friday, beat it today, and it was about eight hours. And it's just a fantastic game. Very, very heavy on story uh, that involves family and... And uh, it, it's it's certainly worth your time. But you know, Mag, you you you've been down and out. Unfortunately, yeah. you didn't have a voice to talk, but you still had fingers <laughs> to play a game. What have you been up
5: to? Uh, well, I very sadly finished Mafia Definitive Edition. I didn't. I'm, on, want I'm on the end of that too. I I did not want it to end. <laughs> I mean, it was just so good. And I mean, being Italian myself, it just hit home. And I mean, I mean I'm such a huge, monstrous uh, Mafia movie fan, and uh, I didn't yeah! want that to end. It's so good. And anyways, I finished that. Loved it. Now I just got, you can clap anytime you want. And I finally got my platinum on Spider-Man. Nice. Um, Good for you. I'm super happy about that um, because I didn't, I mean, I don't want to start any nonsense. Okay. But I just didn't want to carry it off the PS5. I just don't know exactly what's happening. I want to clean out that PS4, get rid of all that backlog. And I only got one Platinum left, and it's God of War Platinum. So I'm going to go back and get that Platinum before I get that PS5. Yeah. Um, also, I got the Oculus Quest 2, and um, I, I sold the other one, and uh, I got this one. And it's fantastic. I gave a little sort of mini review on Noof's show when I did uh, Gaming After Dark last Tuesday. And um, it's fantastic, man. It's like half the size, half the weight. Um it's almost double the processing power it's fantastic so it's and new and new actually got one himself uh based on what i was telling him and he loves it too so i've been fiddling around with that right now and i'm looking forward to medal of honor vr yes. and uh tomorrow i will be starting um what's it called uh, walking dead saints and sinners on in vr so nice. i'm really looking forward to that too i got some great reviews so that's what i've been up to so
0: very very nice
5: well clowns let's go to you brother what what you've been up
0: to
3: what have what have you been playing uh lately i've been hooked on this game called undermine uh i i believe it's in game pass but i did receive a press uh copy of it and i gotta say it's like i put in over 18 hours so far and i'm addicted to it you just because no matter how many times you die you keep coming back to life as a new person but you keep all your xp gained you keep like any utilities that you buy so you can keep upgrading your character die come back to life upgrade them again it's just fun yeah i'm having a lot of fun with that
0: nice dude nice wasn't nothing like getting uh, a press copy to review and enjoying the game that that's a a double bonus tempest sun i know that it's going to be mmo related because that's how you roll but what have you been playing
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh actually i've been playing i mean it's like mmo led i guess i've been playing some of uh genshin impact still uh the wife and i are still playing that nice but the Big thing we've been playing is uh, Age of Empires III uh, Definitive. Nice. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. As a matter of fact, last night I did something I didn't even know you could really do in the game. (laughs) I was getting my butt freaking handed to me by uh, Indians, um, like an Indian tribe. And who was it? The Spanish. They're kicking my butt, and I was the English. I I was British. And um, I'm like, what the heck are we going to do? I was about to rage quit because I was just getting my butt kicked so bad. I hit this revolt <laughs> button. Didn't even know I could do it. And it allowed me to become the Americans. So all of a sudden, all my villagers and stuff, they all turn into like militiamen. And I get to build cowboys. And I swear to God, they sound exactly like Arthur Morgan. So I had like 50 Arthur <laughs> Morgans out there riding their horses, two guns. pop, 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 I came back and won the round. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was so hyped about it. But uh, that game's been a blast and. Once again, I love you, Game Pass. Thank you. It just came out, and now I'm addicted to it. And just Game Pass. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, Game Pass for the win. hashtag uh, For sure. And last but certainly not least, Cyber. What What have you? What's been uh, taking a Batman's time?
4: Oh man, you guys ever play that game? Taking care of your baby. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It's so good.
1: Oh, I'm glad I'm actually <laughs> I'm, I'm working towards the platinum too man don't
4: worry <laughs> um yeah man i've been uh consistently playing the witcher 3 again uh, okay. of the year edition i won a 1000 that game um i wish i I've, I've consistently said it you know uh xbox needs needs a platinum okay a uh a sign a, 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 like a a word for you know the one thousand. Like, I agree. I you think, know what? That's a fact. I think me and Mag yeah. talked about it one time too. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. they they need something. They need something to combat that on the on the PS side. But anyways, yeah, so the Witcher, uh, the Witcher three, I'm replaying that again. Um I can't get out of war zone, man. I'm still there. Like me and a handful of like my closest friends, we continually play that like all the time. So between those two games that's taken up, that's pretty much all the time I have, you know, but yeah, I'm excited. I love the Witcher game. I was going to hold off to the series X came out because I know they're going to do an upgrade for the series X. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, uh, Yeah, you should have waited, man. You should have waited. Yo, I, I I wanted to wait, but they they said like, oh, we don't know when it's gonna come out. You know, I'm still early on. That game will last you for hours. So yeah, that's
1: true. I have played it's gonna... it uh three times myself. So
4: oh yeah, oh yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing, it's an amazing game. So yeah. I was I was gonna wait because you know I'm sure because they do have a performance mode and in, in a in a graphics mode, uh, a resolution mode right now. But I wanted to wait and get bo- the best of both worlds on the Series X. But I wanted to get through it. You know, it's a little bit of older game. And, you know, with all these other games coming out, it's going to take most of my time as well. So for me, that's it, man. Those two games. Not, not, listen, everyone's been playing something
0: that they like, and that is really what it's all about, is enjoying gaming, because it certainly pulls you out of the world, which is not doing so well right now, and you know what, we all need a little fun, ha- hashtag fun, and joy mm-hmm. in our lives for sure, but I want to move on to one of the bigger and massive topics, Uh, For this evening, but before I do, let me thank DJ Birdo DOS for the outstanding $2 super chat and says, boom, this panel is fire tonight. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. And I'm glad you're here. And of course, thank you for your generosity. But look, I'll say this. Since getting into the podcasting slash content creation world, there have been several occurrences that have rocked both the gaming and social media communities. One such moment happened just recently on September 21st, 2020. And obviously we know what that we're talking. We know what we're talking about. That was the uh, Microsoft acquired Zenimax slash Bethesda studio games for $7.5 billion. Now this, my friends, is, will, and potentially always be the biggest thing to happen in modern day gaming history. Now. Days after this monster acquisition, both the supposed unbiased gaming media, as well, of course, as the gaming community, were left with more questions than answers. In fact, many were calling foul, saying that Microsoft had cornered the market, even suggesting it was unfair that titles like Doom, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout... And that's just to name a few. We're going to be only on Xbox and, of course, PC. And that Microsoft needed these titles to be multi plat games because, of course, they managed Microsoft's money and said that they needed, they had to make their money back, their if their investment back. Well, there's been a lot of talk in the gaming community, and one of the one of the words that the kids use is the same energy, and it seems as if. Uh, and I know we're going to get into this. and I know people are going to have big opinions about this. You know, when Sony does something uh, du- dubious, like, let's say, I don't know, locking the face of Marvel behind a piece of plastic called the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, it's cheered, right? Its fan base runs out there and cheers them and says, Sony is doing this for their players. They care about us. And it seems like Microsoft, when they do things like this for their millions of players, even though they're not as many as of course the PlayStation 4 fan base, they're either, you know, jeered or booed right by the community saying that, you know, Microsoft should not be doing this and it's not right. So obviously the the very simple term is PlayStation good, Microsoft bad, right? That's, that's how it seems to go on a regular basis. Now, There has been a lot of talk, uh, more specifically from Phil Spencer, regarding what Microsoft is going to do with the unbelievable amount of IPs that they purchased for that $7.5 billion. And Stephen Totillo, editor-in-chief of Kotaku, sat down with Phil Spencer this past Friday, and he asked him a lot of questions, though... It's what we're going to talk about this evening that really does put the final nail in the coffin for anyone that is considering seeing or potentially hoping that they're going to see any of these uh, Bethesda games coming to the PlayStation 5. Um, And uh, let's, let's get into exactly what Phil Spencer exactly had to say. And it's how he said it that really does make a big difference here. Um, so see, this is this is what Stephen Totillo asks Phil Spencer. He says this. Is it possible for Microsoft to recoup the $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation 5? Phil Spencer immediately answered that. And I, like I said, I, 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 I can't say it the way he said it in context. You'd have to read the article, which, by the way, I have in the show notes if you missed it. And he immediately said yes, and he pauses, and then he this is what he had to say, and this is is where the nail in the final coffin comes. He says, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep uh, other players from playing these games. We want more players to be able to play these games, not fewer people to be able to play these games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud, we have PC, we have Xbox Game Pass, and our console base, I don't have to ship those games on any other platform that we support. Uh, that, uh, just understand, So I'm going to read that again. Just, just understand what he just said there. This is it, folks. I don't have to ship those games on any other platforms. That is it, folks. Now, listen, I know there's people trying to spin this. Well, he didn't actually say that Fallout 5 is only going to be on Xbox, folks. If you're a PlayStation person and that's your only line of communication when it comes to gaming, then my best advice to you is you're going to have to start thinking outside the box. And there's two that, and there's two there's two ways I'm going to approach this. The same group of people that said they don't need an Xbox because they can play on PC, well, they, there is your answer. You can go and play any of these games on PC when they come out. And if you were lying about that, and you don't have a PC that could even load up a McDonald's commercial, that's fine too. We have an Xbox for you, It's called the Xbox Series S, and it's three hundred bucks. And if you don't want to spend three hundred, and you kind of really want to, you really want the best console that's available on the market. That's not the PlayStation Five. That's called this Xbox Series X. And you know what? If you can't afford the $500, and quite frankly, a lot of people can't, Microsoft is going to make it even easy for you because for $25 a month, you can get the S. And for $35, you can get the X. So there is your problem solved. Now, like I said, there's going to be big opinions here. There's already 400 plus people here in the chat, which is amazing. And I'm hoping that we can get some more people in on the conversation. But of course, Luca, I want to go to you first here. Because obviously this is a big, big topic. And it's one that has been raging since the announcement that Microsoft purchased Bethesda. And obviously, one of the two two of the games I expect to stay on PlayStation are probably going to be Fallout 76 because it's an MMO, as well, of course, as Elder Scrolls Online, because Microsoft isn't going to pull those games or content because quite frankly, they are making money. But I don't see Elder Scrolls 6, I don't see Fallout 5, I don't see Doom, Eternal, whatever. And I certainly don't see any of their other big games. Wh- what are your thoughts on what? Phil Spencer said during this article, this sit down interview with Kotaku.
1: Well, my thoughts are for, okay, so for quite some time now, I've believed that these titles would remain, I don't wanna say exclusive because they're on multiple platforms, but it's not gonna be on the PlayStation 5. That's just my opinion. Like, it's not gonna be on the PlayStation 5 unless Game Pass happens to show up on the PlayStation 5. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. So I don't think they're gonna show up. At least the bigger titles. Now the reason I believe this is because if it was solely about Game Pass and bolstering Game Pass, which don't get me wrong, I, I definitely think it's for this as well. Then they could have just done a deal. They could have did a deal like they did with Bungie, in which all of Bungie's Destiny 2 content is in Game Pass now. Yeah. But they don't own Bung. They don't own Bungie. They don't. They didn't fork up the money for Bungie but they did for ZeniMax Studios and all of those titles, ty- all, all, everything, everything. You know, I was actually one of the people who was extremely excited about this news because I am a huge, huge fan of Bethesda. I mean, you know, they've had some, they've had some setbacks that I've been very vocal about, but regardless of that, I love Fallout. I love Elder Scrolls. I am a huge, huge Wolfenstein fan. So I was like, okay, this is great for me. Now, because they spent this amount of money on them, I truly believe that they're going to keep it within the Xbox, PC, mobile ecosystem. As And something I really liked, right? Phil made it extremely clear. He was like, listen, man, listen. I am only answering the question that you asked me. Because Phil knows at this point that he has to clarify exactly what he means, because if he doesn't, people are gonna take his words, they're gonna twist it, and they're gonna turn it into something else because that's just what they do, you know? The media does it, which, you know, <laughs> okay. The <laughs> media does it, and then people in the community do it. People in the community, they don't really matter all that much uh, in regards to the, the the troll community, I guess you can say, but he's very careful about what, he, he he's very careful about how he words things, right? Now, in that regard, he said, okay, so, no, we don't need to put these games on any other platform than the ones that we already have. Yep. And I think that's a really good answer, but I do want to also say he, he said we don't need to, but him saying we don't need to doesn't mean they're not going to. Now, while I believe they're not going to anything is possible in the future. And he did state that it was by a case by case basis, but I was thinking more of like the smaller titles, you know? So we'll, we'll have to see, but definitely for elder scrolls and fallout, I, I don't believe they are going to show up on PlayStation 5. So,
0: one of the things that they talked about uh, right after the deal was the reason why they wanted to make this investment. And Phil Spencer said this on the Xbox Wire article, literally explaining that they wanted to prove to their Xbox community that they were here, not only for the long haul, but that we mattered, that the community mattered, and that he has heard the cries for. Xbox has no games and they have no, they don't have strong first party games. And in one fell swoop, when you consider that something like doom eternal is going to go up against some of the biggest titles in 2020 as, as in the running for game of the year, completely shatters any any talk of Xbox does not have any AAA bangers. And if you think about Elder Scrolls 6, if you think about the next Doom, you think about the next Fallout, if you think about all of the other titles that they have on top of all of their first party stuff that's in development, they have the potential to drop six AAA bangers per year for at least the next five or six years with the 35 plus teams that they have working on. On games this is this is very exciting but what's more exciting Luca is that all of these games will be in game pass day and date and that Mm -hmm. is pretty epic when you think about it you know i want to go to cyber first because i was going to call on mag but then of course poor cyber would feel like oh no mag has 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 beaten me down again so he's gotta follow
4: me up now boom he's gotta follow me. (laughs) he's gotta follow you so
0: let's go
1: before you uh, get to him i do want to say real quick sure that i think that you made a great point really emphasizing the game pass point, because as we've seen with Sony and we've seen with Activision and Mm -hmm. 2k, the price of games have gone up to $70. So this is going to be a great get for people who are fans of those franchises. And that's all I had to say. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, 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 absolutely. And that's a great point because I I went the other day to finish paying off my, uh, the four games I have for the PlayStation five and it was over $300 after tax. That hurts, man. 4 games $300. For 100 bucks more, I can get a digital edition of of the of PS5. And for the same amount of money, I can walk away with a Series S. So that that extra $10 or it's actually a closer to $12 with tax is it hurts. That's that's almost $48 more you're spending on games that you would that if we look what next last year at this time they were sixty five dollars sixty five oh one to be exact so yeah, Game Pass is going to definitely, um, you know, show its worth for sure, and that's why I think it's going to be a service that explodes, especially for next gen. But you know, Cyber. Before I get to you, let me just catch up with some of these super chats. First of all, we have a new uh, channel member, Chap City. Thank you so much, dude. Super appreciate that. Welcome to the Boomstick family. We have K Asante, a very generous friend of the show. He drops. Outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, salute to the panel. Luca, big fan of your videos. Boom, post pictures when the Halo mug comes. I certainly will. Working late today. Thank we'll you very
1: much. Me.
0: Yes, thank you so much, KS He's working late, but he's going to catch the show video on demand. So thanks so much for being here, as always. We also have a Bounty Boom, a very generous friend of the show. He drops. An outstanding $2 Super Chat and says, Wagana Boom and panel. Well, Wagana we'll to you, my br- brother. Thank you so much for being here. Um, definitely appreciate the generosity, but of course, more importantly, I appreciate that you're here supporting the channel with your view. We have Micaiah 28 drops a very generous $5 super chat. says new Xbox slogan. Xbox has no games. Nah, Xbox has your games. I love it. <laughs> That's, great. That's great. Listen, folks, as we close past 500 people already here, I want to just insist and potentially even beg that you hit that like button folks, because it is working. The likes seem to have gotten this particular show as well as some of the other ones in uh, a certain algorithm with YouTube that I am seeing numbers I've never seen before. Uh, Each show that I'm doing, especially for Xbox, the Xbox factor, I'm hitting 10,000 plus views every Mm -hmm. show which is ridiculous considering I don't even have 7,000. Fire
1: King. Yeah. Fire. Thank you. you
0: thank you. So that's, that's so it, it's, it's definitely helping, but Cybernox, what What are your thoughts on Phil Spencer's commentary here? I mean, like he seemed very candid. I mean, like I said, if you, if you read the article that snap to yes was immediately after Tortillo asked that question. And then he followed mm-hmm. suit with, with, with the big statement. And I think that, that kind of just draws a line in the sand that says if you want to play on xbox there are mu- there is a multitude of ways to play but it's not going to be on playstation
4: uh yeah i agree with that and you can tell by phil's demeanor i i know tex is um i i read the article and, and it's very subjective right the way you you word things and the way it sounds but you can tell that he's he's getting to like a point that even he I, I believe he even feels that the media kind of wants this console war nonsense to keep going on and on because it generates clicks, right? So they try to corner him and he's like, Look, man, I'm answering this just because the way just because you asked, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um yeah, man, uh it, it's kind of like what you said, f- game pass and what the xbox ecosystem this this ecosystem that phil spencer has created allows a ton of people to experience any games that they want now i am with luca here um i think that um it feel um i agree with her and 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 one way um if this if this was just going to be a game pass um deal right they could have gone with bethesda and been like hey um they could have done something like they did with ea play where all everything from yeah. ea play is coming up uh, you know game pass something like that but with bethesda no you know that's always been has been the narrative that x doesn't have any games they don't have any exclusives they don't have x y and z so what do they do they make a huge move they've been working on this for a while even if you listen to that um, uh, major Nelson interview that he did with all the guys um, it's been in the works for a long time. They've been in partnership for a long time and they felt that the way the direction that Xbox was going on, if it, it felt right, it felt like that's the way that they were going to reach the most amount of gamers. And, um, Kind of like, kind of like what you mentioned as well. Boom, like when one console does something, it gets praised, and when one, the other side does it, it gets hate. And I don't understand that. You know, if it's if it's competition that we all want, which breeds excellence, then there it is. There's competition. I know they just bought, you know, a studio and all these. You know, it, it's a little bit could it could be considered a little bit different, but it shows you the commitment that both of these companies have to giving you a an excellent. Uh, product you know Um, at at this point I think Phil is just you know he's ready for all these different narratives because he he, in every interview he has to be he has to select his words so carefully because he knows any 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 little bit that they that he gives other people and like anything that he says that's missed out of place or people can use it out of context is going to get used against xbox for some way or another but um, I think in this case, he's making it abundantly clear that, hey, listen, we bought the studio, we we, we bought the studio to bring games to the Xbox ecosystem. If there, if people want to play these games that are going to come out from Bethesda, from everyone else, we're giving you a multitude of ways to play it. You can play, you can buy an Xbox, you can play it on PC, you can play it on a mobile device and an Android device, you know, for fifteen dollars a month you already have a device that can play those games so we're giving you choices and those choices are up to you you know and um yeah man it's it's gonna be fairly interesting uh interesting to see how everything plays out you know but yeah i i i'm i'm pretty positive that all next gen games are coming exclusively to xbox now when it's a cross-gen title um it could potentially Still go to the PS, uh, PS5 or PS4 at the time, but um, it, it if it's uh, if it's also um, a games as a service, I can see it potentially going everywhere else as well. But um, exclusive games, uh, I, I think are going to be next gen titles only, are probably only going to come to uh, the Xbox uh, ecosystem.
0: I mean, it makes sense, it makes sense to. I mean, look, 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 here's the thing. For Microsoft, they they, say, and I think we can all agree, and Phil has said this, we, we, we've heard this from Matt Booty, we've heard this from Aaron Greenberg, selling consoles isn't paramount for Microsoft. That's a different story for Sony. Sony is staying traditional. They want to sell you the software, they want you to buy it digitally so they get the extra money when you buy it because you're buying it directly. I mean, there's a reason why you cannot buy anything digital outside of Sony store because they want to maximize profit. And they're doing that by, by counting how many games they sold versus how many consoles they sold. So console sales for Sony is important. Console sales for Microsoft is a piece of the Mm -hmm. very, very ginormous puzzle. But right now, again, having to reiterate this, it's not just Xbox the series X and S where you can play, because obviously with X cloud coming to the consoles, you're going to be able to play these games. You're going to be able to use X cloud off of your current Xbox one X.
4: You can play it on the fridge.
0: Yeah. uh, Xbox one S right. Mm -hmm. You also be able, we can take that mobily. You want to play you want to play on your tablet. We, you can, you want to play it on your phone. You can, if you want to play it on PC, guess what? You can do that. This is the, this is the difference. Microsoft is looking towards the future, and the future is now. It's not two years from now, it's not five years from now. It is happening right now. And Microsoft is has is and has been ahead of the curve. Now, Mag, you, my yeah. friend, I want to go to next because even in the DMs, as loud as you are on this podcast, and we love you for it, the 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 the, the amount of loudness that was in the DMs, I knew you couldn't wait to tackle <laughs> this. Now Papa yeah. Phil has been out there making the rounds. The Series X has been in the hands of how many people, thousands potentially, talking about this. Now now they've they've cut the line and everyone can say whatever they want about it except for a review, right? Everyone's previewing it. But when you look at what Phil had to say during this interview, and again, this interview came out of completely nowhere. And and I think that if there's anything that throws an exclamation point – into the conversation. It's what he just said. I don't have to ship those games on any other platform that any other platform that we support outside of what we are currently doing. That clearly says that he doesn't need the PlayStation 5. Now, some people don't want to hear that, but that's what he said in so many words. For you, I'm interested to know what what does this mean for PlayStation gamers potentially hoping and praying that some of these big these big triple A bombs that were multi are ever
5: going to come to their console? No, I'll tell you right now, that's a no. For me, it's not gonna happen. Now, I'm gonna dive deep on this because I have a couple of philosophies and thoughts. By about all means, why dive as deep as you want? <laughs> all right, thank you. Um My personal feelings on this matter, seriously, is that Phil and team should absolutely keep these games to the Xbox and PC ecosystem. Now, hear me out. Strictly from a business point of view, when you invest and cultivate a product, whatever product it is, doesn't matter what it is, okay? And in this case, it's gaming. What is your ultimate goal? Your ultimate goal is to maximize profit and return on investment. How do you grow uh, that consumer base? You bring the people to you. Okay, that's how you build that base. You grow that base and your ecosystem will then flourish. This is, this is not rocket science. This is how it's done. This is how business is done. First of all, they've done the groundwork and they've been working on this groundwork for years. Okay, they've done the groundwork. They're offering the best hardware to play your games. I'm excluding PC here, okay? I just you know, Let's not get into that. Um, they've, they've offered the best hardware to play your games on the console market. They offer the best online experience. They offer the best cloud gaming experience in xCloud. They offer the best services on the market with Game Pass. All access as well, you know, to allow gamers from literally every walk of life, to, uh, you know, an opportunity to experience top tier gaming. So what do they have left? If you knock all those things off the list, what do they got left? Offering the best games on the market. Now, not at the moment, however, that, you know, Sony is still currently gotten by the short and curlies. I mean, let's face it here. There's you know? no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, look at this year. Okay, when it comes to exclusive content, look at just look at this year alone. Xbox had a great year with good marketing, excellent messaging, by the way, very clear and concise, a lot of transparency. Game Pass profit, very good year. But you were going up against Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima. You you got to bend the knee to the quality of those titles. Absolutely I mean, Ghost of, you know, Ghost of Tsushima is still my game of the year, and I just platinum Spider Man because I'm not taking it the PS5 because of reasons. Okay, we don't know. Like I don't know what's going to go on. Anyways, back on topic here. When those ZeniMax titles start to hit on Xbox and PC, plus you've got Initiative and Ninja Theory, and I'm telling you right now, by the way, chat panel, everybody, do not sleep on compulsion games. I got this gut feeling that they're going to surprise the hell out of us.
0: I I, I can't say much, but what I can say, what was told to me, is that Mm -hmm. it's going to surprise so many people.
5: Okay, so nobody sleep on compulsion games. Now, when those studios start cranking out content, well, now you've literally got every base covered. There will be zero reasons to not invest in the Xbox ecosystem. Now, that being said, why would they put their games elsewhere? Now that I've said all that, why would you put your games elsewhere? You don't have to. When Disney bought up half of Hollywood for, their ha- uh, you know, for that wildly successful Disney Plus, what are they at? 60, 65 million now? Yeah. Okay, was mm-hmm. everyone crying? saying, how are they going to make their money back if they don't share their content? Don't worry about Disney. They got it all worked (laughs) out. I mean, you think Phil and Satya on the board went on a drunken bender one night, and they were like, hey, guys, let's just buy ZeniMax and see how mad we can make the investors. (laughs) They got us. This is carefully calculated. Okay, these aren't uh, knee-jerk reactions. These are carefully calculated moves by people making a lot of money to execute those moves and produce results. So don't worry about that. And actually, I think Phil alluded to that. He wasn't worried about it, and you see the confidence, Phil. What, how, how? Sorry, not confidence. How confident he was in that interview. He knows what's up, and I'm starting to think that a lot of those vocal naysayers, by the way, some media included, uh, they're taken aback by a very confident squad at Xbox, led by confident leadership, and they're not used to that. And I think that you know when you've got you've got Phil up there, stone cold face. Okay, but very calm, very cool, very calculated. He knows exactly what's going on. He's very confident in his product. A lot of people are not expecting that. My confidence, personally, is based on Phil's messaging and following through on his agenda. Boom. You remember, what was it, E3? What was it, three, four years ago when he had the big speech when he said that he had a plan and a promise for the Xbox fans? you remember that? Did, yeah, that's 2017. Okay. Was that 2017? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is it. This is it. This is what he was talking about, Boom. Okay? It's coming to fruition right before our eyes. So why even bother spreading around the wealth? Sony is going to do just fine on their own. Same with Nintendo, you know. And and I'm not going to go off on a whole rant about Sony and the hypocrisy, by the way, of some of that toxic fan base. I'm not talking about Sony fans. I'm talking about a toxic fan base, okay, as previously mentioned. I mean, if this was Sony locking everything up, There'd be parades in the streets, uh, you know, (laughs) with ticker tape flying down from the buildings in Manhattan. Okay. The criticism of such moves would be minute at best if it was any other company. I have, however, noticed a small trend happening, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed this too, but a lot of toxic trolls have been slowly disappearing Mm -hmm. and I've been seeing it back off actually quite a bit, which is wonderful because, you know, this is supposed to be fun at the end of the day. Okay. This is not, this is not anger fueled and emotional. You know, this is supposed to be fun. And, oh, by the way, to cap off my thoughts on all this, by the way, another thing that just came to my head. When Uncharted 4 came out, what did I do? I bought a you PS4. You went out and bought it. I bought a PS4. I there actually I didn't have a PS4 yet. I just had the Xbox One. I bought the PS4 to play it. Now, I understand if anybody's going to, you know, challenge me on this and say, you know, well, those other games are multi I understand those games used to be multi But now they're not, okay? I mean, presumably. But, and if you don't agree with it, Frank Sinatra sings it, baby. That's life. Okay. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Yeah. That's life, baby. That's business. And at the end of the day, they aren't cornering you financially and crushing you unfairly to access these products. You know, just like Phil said, you have multiple options from all levels of affordability to enjoy uh, enjoy their products. So whatever they end up doing, I 100% support whatever decisions they're going to make going forward. That's how I feel about it. Well, I mean, again, well, do
4: you mind if I piggyback on one absolutely, thing that absolutely just said? Mind. Also, mm-hmm. Game Pass is going to get to a point. Game Pass is at 15 million subscribers right now, respectively, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to hit to a point, uh, whether that number be 30, 40, 50 million, you know, concurrent subscribers. That's going to the reoccurring revenue that they're going to get from that thing every month. Th- this is a long term um this is a long-term plan. This is not something that they need to recoup right away. They understand their finances. They know their books better than anybody else. They have a lot smarter people than I'm sure than a lot of people here uh, working all these details out. But once they hit that number, it won't matter how much money they spent, how much money they invest, because they're going to be making so much money a month that they'll just... it, it. It'll, it'll, you know, balance itself out. It's crazy. Well, real quick, they're just, increasing at a crazy rate too. From they $10 are. Years to $15 million, just like that in a span of a couple of months. they are going to get there market. a lot quicker. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I, got, I
0: got news for you guys. Uh, King from the Iron Lords podcast, him and I, we talk on a daily basis. Same thing with COG. We're we're, we're brothers outside of, of podcasting. Like we're family. So we talk on almost a regular basis. And King and I, we, we don't have the biggest connections. Him certainly a lot more, more than mine, than me. But we do have it on good authority that they're closer to twenty. They just haven't announced it yet. Oh yeah. So uh, so folks, understand that for a second. A- and I just I just want you to understand why it it, it baffles me as uh, as a consumer. It baffles me as a podcaster and a content creator why Sony just refuses to make a move to, to to basically just, you know, cut and paste and copy. Uh, Jim Ryan yeah. is very, very stubborn way. He does business folks. Under, look, look, let's call a spade a spade uh, PS now, which is their digital service, right? Has been around since 2013, right? Or 2014, I believe it was. And currently now let, let, let's, I mean, listen, I'm not a rocket scientist by any stretch of the truth, but I understand that if it's 2014, when it came out, and it's now 2020. That's six years, right? So six years, two point two million subscribers. Xbox game Pass released in I believe it was twenty maybe 2018. It's only it's only about two years old if I'm not mistaken. And they're almost at 20 million. The way that Sony is doing it is not right. It is it is obviously the the the, the, the dollars are not making sense. And I don't know when they're going to do this move. I'm hoping that they do it sooner because then that's something I would invest in. P.S. Now, I wouldn't buy for a dollar because what they're offering is not what Microsoft is offering, which is why I only have my PlayStation Plus yearly uh, subscription that I pay for. But I want to go to uh, Tempest But Tempest, before I get to your brother, let me just catch up with some of these outstanding super chats. We have the Trigger Man with an outstanding super $2 super chat. And he says this if Phil needs PlayStation, he will change his mind. And and the Ashen Luca, who is on the panel, drops a very generous $5 super chat. And in all caps, and I I would expect nothing less from the darling known as the Ashen Luca. She says, let's hit the like button for the amazing host panel and chat. Well, thank you so much for that. Super, super appreciate that. Bounty Boom shows his generosity once again with a very generous $10 super chat and says, Luca, enough respect and enjoy all of your new content. You've been doing lately, and Forte, what's up, brother? And the rest of the panel, what's up? I, I he says, and I watch all of your YouTube channels. Keep up the good work, will do. Thank you so much for the support. We definitely appreciate you. We have uh, Makia twenty eight drops a very generous tw- uh, five dollars super chat. In fact, additional five dollars super chat says they say that the Series X plays old games. People pay fifteen hundred dollars for an RTX thirty ninety to do what? Play old games, and that's, that's that's a great point. Um, Cleo, uh, Cleo, uh, Cleo uh, keo Walker. Uh, if I misplay, I mispronounced your name, and I probably did. I apologize, Mister Walker. He drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says, "The new Xbox app released today, and will also allow you to stream from your console when not at home without XCloud." Oh, that's kind of dope. I didn't even know that. I know that I got an update. Oh, yeah, um, this
4: update today. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely dope. But uh, Tempest Sun, you have been chomping at the bit to jump into this conversation. You know, Microsoft made this big move, and Phil came right out during that interview, not that particular one, but the one he did on Xbox Wire. And Mm -hmm. he wanted to prove to Xbox gamers that we mattered. And this is the way that you do that. You invest in your platform for your players. Now, granted, it's 50% less than what Sony has, but potentially maybe doubling in the next generation due to uh, obviously a cheaper series S at 300. If you want the maximum power at five, you can do that. And if you can't afford to pay the money again, Microsoft has really doubled down on allowing everyone from every walk of life, whether you are making six figures or only making a couple of hundred bucks a week where your job, you can afford to play on Xbox through Xbox all access that, those kind of investments along with, of course, the Bethesda $7.5 billion investment tells me that they have a plan and it's for Xbox gamers. It's to get people into their ecosystem and, of course, get people to subscribe to Game Pass. What are your thoughts on what Phil had to say in this interview?
2: I, uh, The quote-unquote reading between the lines for me was this was the nicest way possible he could say – uh, PlayStation isn't getting it, for the most part, Nintendo's not getting it, unless so there was a part in the interview that he almost alluded to the fact that, well, he didn't allude to this, but what I got from it was if they actually put Game Pass uh, in seemingly, I guess, xCloud, but for console, <laughs> on the the switch and the PlayStation that's never going to happen just because of Sony and Nintendo. So I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I think that would be the only way these games hit there. And I don't like certain kinds of exclusivity. Swear to God, when Tomb Raider hit, uh, I'm an Xbox first player. So I love the game. And I was at least happy that if there was exclusivity, it was on Xbox. I love Tomb Raider. But, um I'm not gonna lie to you. I felt bad <laughs> while I was playing, I felt a little bad. Um, I felt less bad knowing that I think Microsoft actually helped fund the game, which is which is different. Um, but I felt a little bad, you know uh, but see, they don't own Crystal Dynamics, Xbox doesn't. Xbox just paid 7.5 billion dollars uh, for Bethesda. it's they are they are paying the bills, they are writing the checks, yeah. For over, I think, 2,300 employees. So everything that happens in the ZeniMax, you know, tree, if you are, or branch of studios, they're now paying for, they're fully funding it. It is their games and bottom line is they don't want 20 million subscribers for for Game Pass. They want 50, 60, 70, 80 million. That's what they want. And it is absolutely a possibility that they get it. Um, And if they are, buying a bunch of studios, even if it's like, you know, your studio you love. It's easier to play their games than say PlayStations because you just have to buy the box. You know, uh, you got to buy the 400 or the $500 box. They make it very easy to play their stuff. Uh, You can literally pay it by just paying for Game Pass Ultimate and picking up your Android device. It's literally all it takes. Um, so they make it very easy to play their their stuff. So uh, I think that Phil was spot on when he said, uh, we want more people to be able to play. And um, I really don't think they're looking at this as, let's screw over Sony. I, let's screw over somebody else from not getting a product would be what Sony did with Final Fantasy 16. I, it just is what it is. I mean, they're, that game's being made anyways, and you know it's eventually going to hit the Xbox. But they paid for that product that's already being made to be locked into their ecosystem for you know, a certain period of time. Yeah, it's business. I, I get it. Xbox is paying the bills now. It's their stuff. You know what I mean? And they just want them astronomically huge Game Pass numbers. And uh, I tell you what, you know, I see comments and stuff on, on Twitter and I'll see stuff like, well, I guess I'm done with Bethesda games. Listen, part of the fun of all of these games, but especially something like a Bethesda game, even back in 2011, when when memes were not just getting their start, they've been around for a little while, but dude, my wife and I would just sit there and laugh every night at the constant stream of memes, clips, funny videos of stuff happening in Skyrim. Skyrim was everywhere, just like a lot of other games blow up now. And let me tell you something, if you're a Bethesda fan and Elder Scrolls Six comes out, and you start seeing these videos, memes, all this stuff, and it's just everywhere, you're not going to be able to resist. I, so mm-hmm. I truly think there is no way this stuff is going to PlayStation or Nintendo even, because what are you going to do? You're you're going to get Game Pass if you're on a console. Um, or I. <laughs> they're very clever, Microsoft. They see it. PC players are the most stubborn bunch of them all. They will look at a game that comes out and launches on game pass on PC, see the price, the price tag of 10 and or $15. And they will just go over on steam and buy it on steam, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And they're releasing there as well. Um, So, I don't know. It's easy to play their games, and um, if anybody were to buy all these companies, not just because I'm an Xbox gamer, but listen, I, I, logically speaking, would you want the company that's going to lock it down to one device or the company that's going to give you all these options on how to play it? Not just options, but very, very cheap options. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing to me. Um, I just uh, – this, this acquisition was – I mean look at my my temporary icon there. That's like they're stepbrothers now, man. <laughs> Doom slayer and I master chief. I love it. Yeah. Like, I just can't believe that they're they're buddies now. <laughs> you know, they're just owned by the you
0: same do body. realize that it's only a matter of time if it's not gonna happen already, that the Master Chief armor is gonna be selectable. And oh, man. Doom, I mean, like, everyone is going to lose their I, shit when that happens.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be collectibles. Like when you play Doom, you know, how you collect the little, the little, the, the little, you
0: get a little master
4: yeah, chief. Yeah. I think it's going <laughs> to be <laughs> master chief guys, something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But no, all around it's, it's good stuff. And, um, you know, I don't know what to say. Like if, if I, I'll just say it again, I know I'm repeating myself, but if you are a PlayStation only player, I get it. You love that ecosystem. But Microsoft really is making it easy for you to play their games. They really are. So just give up. <laughs> just do it. I mean, I know a ton of Xbox First fans that own a PlayStation. Yep. I'm one of them. If I if something releases on PlayStation and I want to play it, I play it. It's, I get it. I, you know, I bought the box. Now you don't even have to buy the box. You, you literally don't. They, they couldn't make it any easier on you. So just get excited for all the Bethesda stuff because you have easy access to it. So yeah,
0: yeah. Whether it's going to be on PC, on mobile, or on a, a Xbox console, you can play it, and, and you can play it, and you can pay for it outright, or you can pay monthly. And what's crazy is the act. I don't think Microsoft gets enough credit for it, or at least people are talking enough about it. And and and, uh, and you know what? Before I actually talk about that, I'll bring Forte in on the back end, and we'll, I want I want you to to. to come at this particular point but clowns you have been very vocal on social media as well as your own shows about how phil spencer um has addressed and how he's handled this like a like a champion Uh, and i and i agree with uh, i'm not sure who said it earlier phil spencer is getting a i I think phil is getting to the point where it's almost a a nuisance or an annoyance Mm -hmm. that he has to constantly defend the investment in their own platform. Where again, when you when when you compare it, a, a, and, and again, this is not a dig at Sony, folks. Listen, if you if you if you're wondering what I'm doing for Sony's PlayStation Five that most of these so-called diehard PlayStation players aren't doing, I have six games pre-ordered, paid for in full. I have every peripheral. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Every peripheral they have released. I'm getting, and it's paid for, including the $500 uh, PS5, not the digital one, because I like my discs for Sony. So if you're wondering whether or not I'm an X bot no, I'm a gamer. I'm spending at least $1,000 on Sony stuff. So this isn't me take, trying to take a dig at Sony, but unfortunately, you got to call a spade a spade. And clowns, the spade in the conversation is these games... Even though you can play them on PC, you can play them on your Xbox, you can play them on your old Xbox, you can play them on your phone, you can play them on your tablet. You can't play them on the PlayStation 5, and I think that's perfectly fine. What are your thoughts on this interview with Phil Spencer?
3: You know, I got to say this. I think that Phil's got to be very careful what he says, because everybody likes to twist his words around. It's not like he said that it would never, ever go to uh, PlayStation in the future, but he said that it certainly will bring back the, you know, the money that they spent uh, just alone on their platform. And we had a discussion about this earlier on Mad's podcast. And I was kind of like on the opposite side of this bum. Like, I think that, to be honest with you, I don't think Phil is going to lock down every single uh, Bethesda title uh, or ZeniMax title to xbox i think he's gonna maybe lock down a select few or a time limited but i just i can't see him being the type of guy to lock out another console or another player base i think the whole reason why he bought Zenimax was not because to to necessarily bring more value to the brand But I think he was more worried about Google or Amazon purchasing ZeniMax in the future and in the long run. I think that Xbox and Microsoft want to lock down studios because they see going forward that we're going to be going into a cloud era of gaming. And Amazon is right on the heels of, you know, Xbox cloud. And Amazon is one company that could certainly pull it off at $5.99 a month for their beta service uh, alone. And they got the same type of money to throw around as Microsoft. and. Uh, To be honest, if Amazon or Google bought ZeniMax, that would screw both PlayStation and Microsoft. You know, Xbox is no longer in competition with Sony. We got to keep remembering this. It's not about the competition between Microsoft and Sony because it really doesn't exist in the way that it used to. It's more that Xbox is worried about cloud competition coming from major competitors such as Amazon and Google. PlayStation can't even compare their market cap is nowhere near as close and they couldn't even afford to buy half the studios that the big three are going to start to buy. up. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, condensation in the industry. I think we're going to see a lot of combinations, mergers, and I think we're going to see a lot of buyouts going forward and hopefully, you know, and I say this with a true gamers heart that I hope that Xbox gets a lot of these studios because Phil is a gamer at heart, and he's not the type of guy that's going to come in and break the studios up if they don't deliver a hit after hit. He's not the type of guy that's going to you know say, you know, it's time for you guys to go uh, find a new job or shutting you down. If anything, they would just restructure and move the teams around. Whereas um, if it was Amazon or Google and let's say that uh, Obsidian failed and didn't deliver a hit the whole studio would just be shut down in a day. And I think that's what Xbox and Microsoft is trying to prevent. And on top of all this, we see value with the Orion service and Satya doubled double down on 5G. And he says he's actually gonna help out tech companies invest in 5G to help telecommunication companies get better 5G service. This is all about the cloud boom. This is it, this is the cloud. And maybe they'll use ZeniMax to push people towards the cloud. I mean, they could hold it out for exclusives on cloud um, for a length of time. I I think in the long run, though, uh, Phil is not worried about putting stuff on PlayStation or keeping stuff away from PlayStation. It's more about keeping it away from Amazon or Google.
0: No, I I, I agree. But we also have to think about like this. Listen, I, I understand your point. And I know that everyone thinks it's Phil being, you know, Phil's just a good guy. He's not going to hold games from PlayStation. Uh, He is. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Microsoft has consistently compared themselves as the Netflix of gaming. Netflix currently has uh, 182.8 million subscribers. Understand that number. 100, almost nearly 183 million subscribers. Where can you play Netflix on everything? Not anything on every, your TV, your Xbox, your tablet, your phone, your watch, your refrigerator, your stove, wherever. Netflix, you can get that app, you can play it. Microsoft needs to build Game Pass. They want to see They want to be able to say, we have 50 million, we have 75, we have 100 million subscribers. And how you do that is giving content you can't find everywhere else. Because what is the point of trying to build... Game Pass, if you can have, just sit back and wait a year and get it on PlayStation, why would you Why would you subscribe to Game Pass? You wouldn't, because we know that the Sony community would just cut up, bite their nose off to spite their face, because that's unfortunately the business that Sony is in and has literally taught them to be like. Hold your breath until they give it to you, because, you know, that that's just the way a stubborn child is. No, I, I'm telling you right now, not only do I believe... This is going to happen. I actually, as a gamer who has been see, who has been watching from both the sidelines and now is on the field quarterbacking this show, I hope that happens. I hope that they keep everything to themselves. And if you are an ex uh, a PlayStation gamer, well, there is a console for you, or there's a tablet, or there's a PC, or there's a phone. You can play. Well, let me
3: Games. let me ask you something, Blum. So let's say going into next gen, right? Mm -hmm. We got Amazon, we got Google, maybe trying to come harder with Stadia or rebranding Stadia. We got PlayStation, we got Xbox and we got Nintendo, right? So if, if Microsoft is worried about Amazon and they're worried about, uh, Stadia, because obviously they're not worried about Nintendo. They just put, uh, Steve on super smash brothers. So If they don't want PlayStation gamers going to Amazon or going to Stadia, right, how would they divert some of the money that PlayStation gamers might spend extra somewhere else? Uh, Why not?
0: Yeah, yeah, you you would just buy an Xbox.
3: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah,
0: no, you'd buy an Xbox because if you are a Bethesda, if you are a Doom fan. If you are a fan of the Elder Scrolls, if you're a fan of Fallout, if you're a fan of any of the Bethesda titles in that, and there's quite a few of them, and you can't play them on PlayStation, you can't play them on Stadia, you cannot play them on Amazon, where can you play them? Well, I can only play them on Xbox. Well, I guess I'm buying an Xbox. And and like I said, maybe this conversation is different if... Microsoft said, well, you can only play it on a $300 box and a $500 box, tough titty. But no, they, they allow you to play on your PC. They're allowed to play on your phone. You're allowed to play on your tablet. And again, if you can't afford to spend outright the money, and a lot of people can because the world is the world. Right now, finances is tough for everyone. You can they, they give you a way as a consumer. To, aff- to afford to be an Xbox gamer again, I I actually the scenario that I actually see happening is people may actually buy a PlayStation Five for four and five hundred dollars, and while they're at that counter, be like, you know what, I can get a Series X for thirty five bucks a month. I can afford to do that. And I like I have I've been banging this drum. and You guys have heard me say this before. This is going to be the biggest generation with dual console support because Microsoft is going to allow you to do that. Sony is not allowing you to do that. They don't have an all access program. They don't have Xbox Game Pass. They have the same old, same old Buy the console. Oh, and by the way, the games are ten dollars more. So, again, I I understand your point, point. I'm not saying that you're wrong, Clowns. I'm saying that I don't see that happening because if everyone is is interested and they want to know whether or not uh, Microsoft is somehow going to make that $7.5 billion back, well, they just signed a contract with the U.S. government for $10 billion to use Azure servers. So there's your money back without even having to do anything else. So they don't need Sony. They don't need the PlayStation fans to buy the games on the PlayStation 5. What they want is PlayStation gamers to get involved in the ecosystem known as Xbox Game Pass and Xbox consoles. And that's how I think it's going to go clowns. I don't I mean again I don't think they're worried about Sony. I, I, and I agree with you. I think they're they're worried and concerned about um the amazons the apples the google's and this is why when we get into the next particular topic why i think that their next acquisition and i have been told this is going to trump the bethesda deal significantly and if and and if what we're going to talk about next is what happens then you know they're in for they're in for for, they're in to play for keeps um but clowns anyone anyone else you want anything else you want to add to the conversation there brother
3: no, I think, you. I mean, you do have some fair points. I mean, it is a good debate. And it's, it, to be honest with you, I think with Phil, it's really hard to tell. Um, He's very careful with his words. And it's it's almost like it's not a never thing. But, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe he just didn't come out and say it that way. Um, there's a, there, well, there's a lot he case. can
0: say, clowns, because remember, this deal is not officially done yet. It'll be done in February. Where So I think in February, you're going to hear more about, no, if you want to play it, you got to play it here. Uh, but right now they're being very, very coy and very, very, you know, cautious with their words because, you know, the deal, the contract is signed. It just has to pass all the hurdles and it, and it's going to pass with no problem because the government would have already gotten involved. But, uh, you know, clowns, let me just uh, let me move on to Gaming Forte. For Forte, first of all, welcome to the program, brother. Thank you so much for being here, as always. Um, how are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Today was um like a bunch of, I literally did nine
6: interviews today at work, and it was oh. like, awful. getting ready for the season, oh, right. right. yeah, yep. yeah. I Had to hire, I had to hire two more key holders, so I was literally doing that up until 7.30 this afternoon.
0: <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the time to be here. First of all, let me thank our good friend Black Eye Dog drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat all the way from the other side of the pond, and he says three weeks to go, indeed, and we are counting 21 days to kick off and that i cannot believe it's only 21 days my god i cannot yeah. believe it but forte listen you, you've heard everyone's opinion Absolutely. You, you, okay you, you understand that microsoft is trying to do something that only one other big company has done this is the streaming wars that we're in content matters in the streaming wars and obviously we're like someone like me I have Amazon Prime. I have Hulu. I have Shutter. I have Netflix. I have a half a dozen more of services because Mrs. Boomsick and I love movies. We love watching movies, we love TV shows. And if we want to watch the boys, which was amazing this season, right? I have to have Amazon. If I want to Spice watch... Spice Girls. Yeah, well, I don't want to watch Spice Girls, but I mean... <laughs> 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 but if I wanted to watch Orange is the New Black, I would have to have Netflix. If I yeah. wanted to watch Hellstrom, which is coming out from Marvel, I'd have to have Hulu. I have all of those so we can watch these programs. Microsoft did something Unlike anything ever done in gaming. And like I said, if what they're going to do next comes to fruition, it is going to be unbelievable. But keeping with the Bethesda deal, keeping with the Microsoft investment in their platform, more importantly, in Xbox Game Pass, what are your thoughts on Phil Spencer's very, very strong comments about saying that they don't have to ship these games on other platforms?
6: I I don't think he could have been any clearer than he actually has been about that over the course of um, basically just talking about it. Now, a lot of the stuff that he says people want to go back and forth, well, why won't he just come out and say exactly what's going on? Well, the ink is still not dry on this deal. So a lot of the stuff is still left to an interpretation of what they're actually going to do going forward because they don't technically own Bethesda yet. That's something that's not going to, like, you know, materialize until the beginning of next year, around yeah, February, February, or March. February. By the
0: end of February, they'll be done. The deal. It'll
6: be done, and then at that point, you'll get a more clear picture on exactly what they're going to do. You know, they haven't even talked about how um, ESO and stuff like that is still going to be available on those platforms. I do think those games will be there because they were already there before, but they haven't even talked about those games yet. So that's why I know a lot of this stuff is just gonna it's, it's gonna it's gonna all be realized by the time that this um, acquisition is up. Now. Now, when it comes to him talking about the games going forward like all the newer games and how 7.5 billion dollars can't be made up unless you put stuff on the PlayStation platform, I think that is a huge fallacy that a lot of people believe in because Microsoft isn't doing this to make the money back quick and easy they're not they're right. not trying to go for the juggler like that you know think about um, how they're trying to build game Pass Game Pass has been a dollar for two and a half years, almost three years. If Microsoft truly cared about trying to make as much money right now as possible you don't think that they would have like took away that dollar deal that dollar upgrade to let people pay the full price for admission to get it to game pass no they're still running that because they want to build that ecosystem and that ecosystem is what they consider as their exclusive going forward people say xbox doesn't have any games xbox doesn't have this they don't have that and the reason that uh, a lot of people were talking about when um when halo got delayed people was like microsoft's got to do something big they gotta they need to go to somebody like uh cyber they need to go to cd project red and say yo what is it going to cost to put that into game pass and cd project red was like well we don't want to be in game pass so they couldn't make that deal or anything like that but think about it over if it's not going in game pass that's 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 what xbox wants they don't want to own your game They don't want to own it. They say we want it in this service because this service is what our exclusive is going to be. It's across all platforms with the exception of PlayStation and Nintendo. Those are the only places you can't get it. And the only way you're going to see those games, like everybody has clearly said on this podcast is – If it's not on Game Pass, if you don't have Game Pass on your platform, it's not going to be there. And another thing that people don't realize is uh, it came out today that Phil Spencer also talked about how cloud services is going to work and how all of these Xboxes right now that people have in their homes are going to be converted over to be used as streaming services for you to be using at home. So guess what? even when they discontinue selling physical hardware, not physical hardware, but physical discs for your original Xbox, and they say, hey, we're not all of the games going forward. will only be on the newer systems. That doesn't mean when it comes to streaming because if we learned anything about when it came to um, Google Stadia, you could run those games on a potato as long as you've got the bandwidth and the internet connection <laughs> that could actually stick <laughs> up with it. So what happens with all of these 30 to 40 million Xboxes out there that are running on the S. They're running on the original X. Those instantly become service provider boxes for Game Pass and for streaming services, so you don't even have to go out and buy anything, even if you already have the system. I just think Microsoft is, in Xbox is basically just working on their core competency, which they are good at, which is being um, relevant in the space of services. And Services is what's key for Microsoft, and if you're not in that ecosystem with them, then you're going to fall to the wayside. That's why I think the deal with GameStop was super important because it gives them an avenue to have a footprint in in a marketplace where they don't want to be in anymore. Microsoft is tired of doing the hard lifting on their own when it comes to trying to force you to buy something that you don't want, and If you don't want to buy an Xbox and you already have a PC there, you can get into it through the PC uh, ecosystem. If you've got a mobile phone, you can get into it there too. We don't have to make $7.5 billion back in two, three years. We can do it like we did with Minecraft when it took us five or six years to do it because even Minecraft wasn't built around gaming. The whole deal around Minecraft was built around the IP itself and all the marketability that game gave them when it came to IP licensing, when it came to Merchandising, they sell more stuff when it comes to like collectibles from Minecraft than they probably sell when it comes to the game. They make more money on the side that's not the game, and that's what you're going to see with this acquisition. It's going to be about boasting what Game Pass can do for them. And that is the true exclusive for Microsoft. And unless Sony or Nintendo, and we do have we do know that Sony, I mean not Sony, that Nintendo was reached to when it came to putting Game Pass and Xbox Live on the Nintendo Switch and they turned that down. And I think that's the only way you're going to see those games on those other platforms. Outside of that, I think I had told you guys this a long time ago, PlayStation took a lot of gamers away from Xbox this generation. And, I was, and I've been the first one to say that game, um, Xbox hasn't done enough to convince people that were on PlayStation to buy an Xbox. Now, as this generation, the generation we're going through starts to materialize in front of you and we start getting closer and closer to those games coming out like a vow or Starfield and all these other Bethesda games. And we start seeing what the initiative has. Once you start seeing that and people say, yo, I can get these games for a quarter of the price and not even have to pay for them, if I just go out and buy an Xbox, that Xbox is basically saying for $35 a month, I can get their highest-end system, and I can still play my PlayStation exclusives on PlayStation and still have an Xbox to play everything else. That's where this is going, and that's what I think the whole multi-owner console ship is going to come back into play. There's going to be more people this generation that's going to own m- both consoles just because Game Pass is going to become such a amazing value throughout the year it's already a great value now we always say game pass is like how can you say game Pass can be any better but once these games start dropping from all of these developers that they have that's three four years out then it becomes a value that you can't even like what price can you put on that at that point so it's only time's going to tell but i do think microsoft is heading in the right direction when it comes to this and phil spencer He's basically telling you guys right now, either play on the platforms that we support or, you know, don't play our games. And boom is muted. Oh man! So um, so I'm. So, I am my, muted. I, I was just. <laughs> talking <Boom ago>. <laughs> <muted>. <laughs> you know, shout out to Boom for um being muted on his own podcast. It you know that's. You else. know what, boom, You know what that's like. That's like Ashley Luca on Scumcast. You know she <laughs> <laughs> mutes and forgets that she, the podcast is still going.
1: Excuse me. I know the podcast is still going. I just trust my panel to handle everything, sir. Right. Well, well you
6: know what, Luca? I was surely about to take over because I thought Boom probably fell asleep at the computer or something. No, no, I'm actually looking
0: at the chat. <laughs> Listen, folks, we. we we are, we're past six hundred and fifty people here, which is amazing. this is this is a great show. This is a great podcast. and obviously we have some big numbers here tonight. If you're here, if you're new, I want to say welcome with open arms. this is this is a show that celebrates gaming. Yes, we are talking about 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 Xbox versus PlayStation because it's a conversation that we're having, but we're not bashing. We don't bash on this program. So if you're new, I want to say consider joining. Uh, And hitting that like button, we definitely appreciate that. And of course, if you are here and you are a fan, hit the like button. Let's let's try and get about half the likes. Let's try and get about 350 likes before we get on out of here. Uh, But I want to thank The Itchy, who drops a very generous $5 super chat, says, Sony needs to reconsider the Microsoft Game Pass offer for PlayStation or... They're going to repeat the Nintendo deal that, that didn't happen, aka this NES C D. That's not that that that's how the P the PlayStation was born, indeed. Uh, and I don't know if they're ever going to do that. Um, yeah, let me I,
6: respond. I'm gonna respond to that because yeah. that's something that a lot of people always say. You're not wrong in saying that this is the direction they're going in, and a lot of people want this, but I do think a lot of people want it because they see such a value with it on the Xbox at the moment you got to remember xbox did this out of necessity they did this because they had to find a way to change the narrative that was like circulating around xbox and that's why this deal came into play because competition they had to do something different to Mm -hmm. to stand apart now ultimately this is a deal that playstation might have to do but they're going to do it whenever they feel like it's good for them to do it so I, 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 I caution people to say that they have to do something because guess what? They sold over 120 million systems this generation and half that generation Game Pass was a thing. Now, over the course of the rest of the beginning of the next generation, Game Pass is going to get stronger and stronger. It is going to make an even bigger point for Microsoft, I mean, for PlayStation to probably adopt that. But as we've seen through the last two generations, whatever Microsoft started, PlayStation started doing it right after them. So this is probably going to happen, but you won't probably see it during the PS5 era. It could be possibly something that will happen with the next system that they release, especially if they see it catch fire, like how Xbox Live being paid for during the eighth generation. As soon as they started the PS4 generation, That's when they turned the faucet on and said you had to pay for uh, PlayStation Plus to be able to play in that ecosystem because they saw Microsoft was able to make that work for so long. So Game Pass has to prove itself over this generation. And if it does, and I do think it will, then you will see PlayStation make that pivot to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. But listen, what I want to do is I want to move on to the next very big topic of the evening and continuing the conversation of publer, publisher slash developer acquisitions, there's been a ton of interest and speculation on what the $1.7 trillion company known as Microsoft will ultimately do next. Now, this has led to much discussion within the gaming community on whether Microsoft will continue to invest in the Xbox platform, but more importantly, who can be added to Xbox Game Studios that already has a massive 23 first-party studios with over 35 teams working on games for both the Xbox and PC. Now, immediately after the big acquisition, head of Microsoft, Satya Nadala, was interviewed by CNET about the purchase and what the future plans may entail. And here is what his exact response was. You can't wake up one day and say, let me build a game studio. The idea of having content is so we can reach a larger community. That's why Microsoft will consider buying even more video game companies in the future. Now, look, we have originally heard that WB Games was a possibility. Microsoft, for your information, was in the talks. They were in the ring Um, Along with several other of the big publishers known as Activision, you had 2K there, you had EA there, but the big boy, uh, the Ugandan giant, if you will, of the ring was Microsoft. And if you don't know, uh, right now, Microsoft is worth more than all three of those companies on their best Friday combined. Uh, So if someone was going to walk in and knock everybody out of the ring during a battle royal, it was going to be uh, Papa Microsoft. Now, this is, this is again, folks, I want people to understand what we're going to talk about is very speculative. We have no confirmation, so take what we're going to talk about with a grain of salt. But something that I heard late Friday afternoon that completely blew my mind, and that was the rumor that Microsoft had already purchased Ubisoft, and that announcement was coming right before the launch of the Series X and S, which obviously is November 10th, twenty twenty, uh, specifically in three weeks. Now this comes to us, uh, and again, I want you I want want you to understand, I have to say it because I'm going to get it in the comments. Take this with a grain of salt. We have no confirmation, but we are hearing that you know things are starting to happen that may may kind of start, you know, little evidences, you know, little evidence here and there that suggested. I mean, perfect example. Rainbow Six Siege confirmed for Xbox Game Pass. That's the first big Ubisoft title to, 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 you know, to come into the, to the platform. And that, that's on the heels of the addition of, of, of Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell. Now, you know, Obviously, that's a very popular game. And that is now in Game Pass, which is pretty epic. But according to you slash writing fox of Reddit, and as of this show, because I checked today, it is an unverified story. So understand that again. Take this with a grain of salt. This is what um, this is what they had to say, and I'm going to bring up the the uh, bring it up on the the uh, the screen for you right now, so you can take a look at it. Here we go. This is what and Fox had to say uh, on, on the subject. He says, uh, on the next following weeks here in Europe, people are still not decided about having the Xbox as their console of choice. As mentioned in recent in a recent interview with Tom Warren, The Verge, with the acquisition, this can be a game changer and would reverse the, t- the tables for the next generation. My sources ensure me that Microsoft has acquired Ubisoft. I don't mind if you don't believe me, but this this will be announced in the next few weeks. Now, folks, again, take this with a grain of salt, but I want to bring up a picture and see what this does for because it gave me goosebumps when I saw it. But just the same way we saw the Bethesda's picture come up on a very early Monday morning on September 21st. Could you imagine if you wake up a couple of Mondays from now and you see this? If you see this and I see this, I'm telling you, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Because first of all, Ubisoft for me personally is pr- probably my favorite developer right next to Capcom. And if this comes to fruition, Microsoft has just won the generation. I'm going to tell you that right now because if you turn around and you add all of these um, IPs along with these incredible development houses to Xbox Game Studios and you can only play it on an Xbox or PC via Game Pass, well, folks, I think that they have s- significantly drawn line in the sand. Now, obviously, take with a grain of salt. We don't know if this is going to happen, but I thought it was worthy of a conversation. So, Luca... I want to go to you first on this because obviously you are our special guest. Now, listen, Microsoft just got $10 billion from the U.S. government. That's paid in full for the use of the Azure servers for their military. And that obviously clears out that $7.5 billion that they just invested into, of course, Bethesda and ZeniMax. Hearing Satya Nadala say that, listen, you just can't wake up and build a new studio, but we are going to invest because we need content. They need content for Xbox Game Pass. And obviously, like Clowns was saying, you kind of want to keep these companies away from the ten cents, which is from China. You want to keep them away from Google. You want to keep them away from Apple. You want to keep them away from all of the big Amazon has just announced their, their streaming service. If this comes to fruition, what would this do to the industry moving forward?
1: Well, wow, that's uh, that's a lot to take in. All right. So the first thing I want to say is that I and, you know, you were you specified that this should be taken with a grain of salt. But I would be very surprised if Microsoft decided to buy Ubisoft for several reasons, Uh, one of them being that ubisoft just evaded a hostile takeover from vivendi 2018, yes, mm-hmm. and so i don't know if they want to be owned by a a larger corporation and you know ubisoft is also working with tencent uh they refer to tencent as like a long-term investor so there's that too and the bigger thing you know i won't go into any specifics but uh from a pr standpoint Ubisoft has some very has had yes. some very bad press mm, uh, and right you know now. like I said, I won't go into any detail or anything but they've had some very bad press over the last few months. so I would be surprised if Microsoft wanted to take that press on if you know what I mean especially mm-hmm. in regards to what it's referring to. So that's that's how I feel about it it's it's the bad press that makes me say I don't know about this one.
0: I mean, obviously, what she's referring to is the sexual harassment that has gone on. Uh, uh, apparently, years. Yeah, yeah. For not only for years, but it is it is company wide. Now, is it all of the, Ubisoft? I honestly couldn't say. It's I mean, I've only
1: media, it's it was the people. Okay, so you know Ubisoft. The people who are the executives, they're a they're family. Like, they're mm-hmm. all part of yes. the same family, right?
0: Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. All part
1: of the same family and all really good friends with one another. Uh, the people who they would put in charge were close friends with them, and the abuse would stem from the top, and it went down.
0: Mm. So, well, obviously, yeah, they—they've been—I they, mean, they've—they've they've had to uh, suspend and 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 certainly fire a lot of people. A lot of people have been let go. Certainly, big positions at Ubisoft has been changed because uh, this stuff got out there. And obviously, the Me Too movement, which is super super important, uh, has uh, has reeked its ugly head. Uh, at ubisoft and again i, I agree with you luke I don't, I don't necessarily know if microsoft would want to take on such um you know s- such a chaotic uh, situation especially at yeah, like, VR. maybe right maybe,
1: now. maybe give it a year or so but see these al- allegations against ubisoft they've been like ongoing for years now mm-hmm. and it's only gained a commercial traction uh, this year in regards to them actually doing something about it you know um I don't know how to say dude's name. Yeeves. Uh, yes,
5: y- Yves. Yeeves uh, uh, Guillemot.
1: Okay, yeah, him.
5: Yeah. <laughs> we're, bilingual, we're bilingual in Canada. So. Yes,
1: that's good. He <laughs> came through like, hey, yo, I had no idea this was going on. I'm like, yo, good buddy, that was your best friend. I don't know what you're talking about. You were definitely aware. You were probably doing that stuff too. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I-, I don't know if they would want to take on uh, that kind of press. And then there was also like a smaller term in which uh, Ubisoft put out like a mobile game that got some bad press as well in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. So, you know, I don't know, they looking a little shaky this year, uh, Ubisoft, in regards to how the media is viewing them minus just the games division. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe if it were to be a thing, I would give it. I would give it a year at least, so people can, you know, maybe just you know, hey, you know, this was a thing, but we cleaned it up and it's all good now. So
0: yeah, I mean, listen. Obviously, right now, the the good press seems to be at least uh, the good vibes press seems to be on Microsoft's uh, side for, for many reasons. They they are obviously a very inclusive company, and uh, they don't tolerate any of that kind of shenanigans. They definitely. Uh, again, I, I don't know if, if, if a situation, uh, you know, would, would, you know, potentially keep them from buying Ubisoft. I, I mean, it's certainly, certainly worth a, worthy of a conversation because, you know, you don't want to buy, uh, you know, a, a, like, for instance, if you were in, the, in, in, you were shopping for a car dealership and that car dealership was selling lemons and was in trouble by the government for doing so, <laughs> would you want to invest? Probably not. So that could be the, that could be the situation. But also, again, going back to what Clowns is saying earlier, I don't think Sony is the, is their real competitor right now. I think, I think it's all of the other you know trillion dollar companies in Apple and, and Amazon and Google that might look past this particular situation to snap up a company like Ubisoft. And could you imagine, my God, could you imagine if you had to have a Google Stadia to play the next Splinter Cell (laughs) or Assassin's Creed? Oh my God. I wouldn't do it myself. So it was, again, I, again, this is again, grain of salt folks. I I put it to this way. There is a big announcement coming. Now, how big that announcement is? I couldn't tell you, but I can tell you that there's going to be something that's going to be released. Right before the console goes up for sale, and it's gonna. It, and if you. And again, this just harkens back to what happened the Monday before pre-orders went crazy. Now, it it, it. it again, it was strategically done. Hey, listen, we just bought Zenimax and Bethesda, and pre-orders is that next Tuesday, folks. It's something like that is going to happen again. I, I don't know how big it is, but I know that it's a publisher. That is what I've been told. Do I know specifically what publisher that is? No, I don't. And even if I did, I probably couldn't give that information out. So I'd have to play dumb. But honestly, I don't know. I know that it is a publisher, not a developer. So whatever it is going to be, it is going to be big. But just for shits and giggles, for I mean, amazing. it would
1: be it would be really cool if they bought Ubisoft because you know Assassin's Creed would be in a uh, Game Pass, and I wouldn't it's have to
0: certainly fork up would.
1: that cash, man. That'd it's, be it's, awesome. A,
0: And I always get the hundred and twenty dollar edition because I, you know, I like all the bells and whistles. I always, yeah, yeah. So they would definitely save me a pretty penny. I could just buy the extra season pass and stuff without actually having to buy the big package.
1: Yeah, me and my game share partner always go for the uh, the bigger expansions so. well you get,
0: you you know you get all yeah again you get mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles you get the expansion pass which it which, with all the DLC which is mm-hmm. uh which is what I like. I'm a big Ubisoft fan folks. I, I know that right now they're 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 their internals are not doing well especially if you're a female and shame on them. I'm glad that they're being exposed. So hopefully they'll clean up that company because that's that's un, unacceptable behavior. But mm-hmm. you know I wanna go to a MAG next on this because obviously mm-hmm. When you talk about Ubisoft, you talk about, you know, potentially, I know that they have uh, some places in Canada. Yes, they uh, do. Which which you actually had a chance to visit recently, which is pretty cool. But just for a second, again, let's for shits and giggles here, think Mm -hmm. that this is a possibility. Right. The idea that what Microsoft already has in 23 studios, let's let's just look, Mag, at some of the IPs that could potentially become it's ridiculous to even Oof. suggest such a thing. Mm-hmm. You have Assassin's Creed, The Division, Watch Dogs, Far Cry, Beyond Good and Evil, Ghost Recon, and the new, newly announced Immortals Phoenix Rising, and that's just to name a few. And there's a there's a boatload of more of IPs, but more importantly, the development houses that make these games are some of the best in the business. And if the, if Microsoft did by some ch- by some chance purchase Ubisoft, adding this publisher/ developer to their Xgs it would be it would propel them to almost 30 first party studios with over 50 IP and that would be really I mean again just imagine that the the sales of Xbox game Pass could potentially double just based on these two uh, these two publishers that they picked
5: up. what, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this? Well, the way the way I'm looking at this whole situation is that, you know, picture a blackboard in front of you. I'm I'm not now I'm before I get to Ubisoft, I want to get to the, you know, to the to the lane way that took me there um in my mind anyway. Uh, I just pictured a blackboard and I just envisioned what studios and publisher options I could put on there. And, you know, to quickly run through the pros and cons, do's and don'ts and you start to narrow down the possibilities. Now, I want to go through what, you know, uh, things that people have been saying in the, in the chat and uh, and uh, on social media and so forth. For example, you know, the first things first, some people are saying CD Projekt Red, solid choice, great games, very expensive, very low, slow, not very low, excuse me, very slow turnover of game releases. That does not fit the Game Pass model. So they're out, in my mind, anyway. Okay, they will support them in other ways. Not worth the money if that's what you're trying to do. Now, like buying Rockstar, like imagine buying Rockstar, I mean, one game every generation, that's not going to work for Game Pass, right? Same thing. So that's out um ea activision not on the table that's obvious now let's put you know there still is a possibility i mean i, I mean i know it's minute but there's still a possibility that wb games might still be on that table you know I absolutely mean, no for sure no one said no i mean they might have said you know they might have said that there's uh, they're not selling their division right oh we're not selling a division off and they, they you know but they just be saying that to deflect speculation now let's move to japan yeah, you know, talk people, about it. I know what you're gonna say. Okay, people have been saying from software. Nope, I'll tell you right now. That's a big no. Sorry, Luca. I know you like those games, but those games are a niche market.
1: No, okay? they are. I agree. It's they it's a, no, it's a niche are. market.
5: Yeah. I know you love. I know you love those games.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they're they I mean, listen. It's not for everyone, and regardless of what hardcore uh, Souls fans say, mm. they are difficult games to get into. Oh,
5: halfway through Sekiro, I was gonna throw myself out the window. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you. It's not big enough to garner major attention. Okay, so some from software out. What does that leave me with? That it leaves me with, with st-
0: my favorite company of all
5: time. Okay, well, no, no, that's get, we're getting there. Mine too, boom. <laughs> <With laughs> Sega, you got, no, no one's talking about Sega. I mean, some people brought out Sega, and now no one's really talking about it because Ubisoft sort of kind of overshadowed it. But Sega's still in the race, and it makes sense to me. Now, if you think about it, what does Sega have? They got a whole well of IPs to dip into. Okay, they have legacy status. Just yeah, think about do. their history with Nintendo and the 80s and the 90s and those console wars, you know, for us old enough to <laughs> remember those, right? And it would give them that Japanese clout that they're looking for. Now, the other one, boom, this is just for you, buddy. It's yes. Capcom. And yes. we know it's pretty damn obvious why that would be the ultimate Japanese acquisition. Yes. Imagine having that like you you're excited about Ubisoft Imagine having that stable of IPs in their wheelhouse. Now, also remember Xbox, by the way, here's another thing. Xbox and Capcom have a great working relationship. They absolutely do. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of you remember when Game Pass started, a lot of Capcom titles have and still, by the way, are still in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And so they're a contender. So now what we narrowed it down to, we still narrowed it down to WB Games, Capcom, Sega, which leaves us with what? Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah my favorite third-party developer i'm not talking about their behind the scenes shenanigans uh, and and, you know is deplorable what's going on over there they'll fix that up they'll clean it okay they'll clean house but i'm talking about in terms of their product they are my favorite third-party developer mine too this yep this is the one boom okay whether it happens or not that's irrelevant this is the great white buffalo this is the one that they gotta get (laughs) okay this is the one they gotta get so first of all any talk of monopoly, by the way, is utterly ridiculous, and I'll tell you why. Last night, I found, I, I looked it up, okay? Monopoly laws in the United States, okay, under the Sherman Antitrust Act of 1890 states that a company has a market share of 75% or more within a community or area is considered a monopoly. Microsoft is nowhere close to this, okay? So that narrative can be immediately put to bed, by the way, okay? I looked it up. I read it up. You damn right. I I, I I looked it up, and I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Anyways, back to Ubisoft. How attractive is this company, and how well do they fit the bill for Xbox's future in Game Pass? Ubisoft has every tool in their shed to uh, that you know that would create the perfect symmetry for that kind of business model. You have a company that has the ability to crank out four to five AAA uh, bangers a year. And you, you named them off, boom. Okay, you know, you got your Assassin's Creed, your Watch Dogs, your Far Cry, your Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell, by the way, Ubisoft, we're oh. waiting. Yeah. Okay? And many more. And then they have a very successful games as a service, like for Honor and Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, is, is in Game, game Pass. <laughs> okay? That game alone, by the way, has over 55 million players. That is absolutely perfect for Game Pass and bolstering those numbers. Anyone else starting to uh, connect the dots here? I mean, come on, guys. Valhalla gets moved, okay, to meet the Xbox launch date. Rainbow Six Siege magically shows up in Game Pass. I mean, something is definitely up. You know, Satya said it himself. And usually, actually, you said it about uh, 50 minutes ago. But why build a studio from the ground up when you could buy? and ubisoft cranks out bangers like a german organ grinder during oktoberfest <laughs> okay this is a match made in heaven and it would be monstrous for xbox monstrous if it happens it remains to be seen okay and th- th- like you know we all said this this is uh, this is all speculation okay and oh by the way a quick side note i had this thought about phil uh phil's philosophy that this, this actually ties into this whole thing and re- and and his vision in regards to this okay And I know we sort of touched on it earlier, but I mean, if anyone, did anyone really stop to think for two seconds why these things are actually happening, why they're buying these studios besides the money? We know that. But if you dig deeper, I don't know Phil personally, okay, but I do know he cares about this industry. And I know when someone works from the heart, I can tell you as an executive chef, I can tell you that food tastes better when you cook from the heart.
0: Okay, absolutely. You, My wife says that all the time. And when I tell you, Mrs. Boomstick puts a foot in the pot, when she does, she knows okay. how to cook. And you, every time you don't cook with, when you cook with some sort of anger or, or you detest, taste it, man, you
5: absolutely do. She says that all the time. Okay, you cook from the heart and people can feel it. And the reason why I brought that up is because I can feel the same thing from the moves that Phil is making. And mm-hmm. the way I'm thinking about this, from his words, And his actions, I think, besides money, I think he's making these moves to preserve the gaming world as we know it. I know that sounds so ridiculously melodramatic, but honestly, hear me out. From the GameStop partnership to keeping those devs and publishers out of the hands of not Sony, but Google and Amazon, who I fear, honestly, would devalue our beloved games industry. That's just my personal thoughts there. I think, I mean, he's basically the same age as us, just a few years older. Okay? And he grew up the same way we did. So I think he's trying to preserve that world that we all know and grew up with and and try to keep it the way it is before it becomes a faceless corporate, you know, uh, you know Amazon and Google. Because you know what? If they bought Ubisoft and things didn't work out, they would just dissolve them. They wouldn't care. Exactly. Dude, Amazon would care. Yeah. Not a chance. So. You could tell he does. Anyways, I just that was just a little side note. Just popped in my head. I just I just had to get it because I know a couple other people talked about. Uh, we're just kind of touching on that earlier. Um, either way, whatever happens in the next few weeks, honestly, i to be super excited. Okay, and if I was in a casino right now, I'd be dropping lavender chips on Ubisoft. <laughs> oh. I, I I like the way you
0: think. Listen, let's bring clowns into the conversation. Now you said you clowns. You just said privately you wanted to add something, but I want to get your opinion on it again. This is this is one of those topics you take with a huge grain of salt, and that's fine. But we but based on the way it's presented, not only by myself but by Mag, it definitely could be a conversation because of what this particular publisher can bring to what is most important to microsoft right now and it's not the consoles it's 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 the services and when you have a game like Rainbow Six Siege, which has over 55 million players coming into Xbox Game Pass magically. And this happens in the same weekend that this rumor, by writing Fox, who I don't know who it is, so I don't know whether or not he's trustworthy. But the fact that I'm not the only one talking about this, some of the trades are talking about this. This would be a monster deal, but it would, be again, be a way for Microsoft to fend off the Amazons, Apples, and Googles who we know when something doesn't work, they cut them off at the ankles. And it would be terrible for a publisher like Ubisoft that has so many beloved IPs to go and be locked down to a stadia. That would be awful. What what are your thoughts on this, this potential uh, acquisition? Is it possible clowns? Clowns, are you there, bro?
3: Yep, I'm here. There's a couple things that I'm iffy on. Number one, I know that we saw the Rainbow Six uh, Siege tease, but it is also in PS Now. Uh, It was in PS Now as May of 6, 2020, and it's due to come out November 2nd of uh, 2020. So I'm not 100% sure. But I do believe that Ubisoft would be a good pickup for Microsoft. Now, I do want to say something else that Mag uh, mentioned was Warner Brothers, right? So today, nonchalantly, and most people did not notice this, but it's been in a few uh, magazines that uh, discuss like uh, recording media and, and artists and such. Warner Music received an investment from a private investor... Of $250 million to buy Masters to own the copyrights to other artists. Now, what do we know about Warner Brothers and AT&T? They were in massive debt, right? right? So where did they get this money for this private investor? Could this be some type of deal that Microsoft struck with the WB Games division? To help them with their debt and buy some licensing or some IP. Not only was there, you know, that WB was in and AT&T was in some debt, but DC Comics was not doing so well either this year. They did a lot of layoffs. Um, A a lot of prints are going down. They almost went bankrupt. So who's not to say that Microsoft also did not strike a deal to co-license anything from DC? so mag may be on to something maybe they did do something with wb i'm not saying that they're still not going with ubisoft but i think that we may see something from wb
0: i mean listen you you, you never know and you know what let's sound like let, let me sound like a greedy prick how about they buy them both i'm just saying I, 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 nice I, I, I... <laughs> I, you know, listen. I, I don't. I don't have that checkbook, folks. And this is coming from an armchair quarterback that only has sixty seven hundred subs. So what do I? What the hell do I know? But I can tell you that if we're going to go for gold, let's push all the chips on on and bet on black. That's just my opinion. And I say buy them both. But let, let let's get um let's get Tempest sun in the conversation. Tempest, listen. There's again the the. the rumor of another acquisition has gone from rumor status to pretty much it's going to happen. The question is when is it going to happen and who is going to be next. Now Mag he painted a great picture. It's a Picasso in my opinion. And obviously when you say Capcom now you're talking because okay. their, their their IPs are as as important as like say Walt Disney. I mean you have Dino Crisis. You have Street Fighter. You have Ghosts and Goblins. You have Animusha. You Legend have Man. Resident Evil. The, Resident it it Evil. just goes on and on and on yep. on what would be coming over. What, what are your thoughts on this, dude? I, I mean, is there a chance that
2: Ubisoft joins Xbox Game Studios? First of all, outside of maybe EA or Activision, uh, or pr- probably Take-Two as well. Anything is possible. At this point, um, after Bethesda, the sky is quite literally the limit. Um, so anything we're talking about here isn't far fetched. Uh, nobody's mentioned the, uh, 2018 route they went where they just handpicked five developers. That's also a possibility as well. doesn't mean it's going to be a, uh, a publisher that they buy, um, by far, hands down, the one I'd want them to get the most, hands down, no questions asked, is Capcom. Right. That I, I a significant portion of all my gaming time has been Capcom games. Outside of MMOs, of course, have been Capcom games. Uh, I we didn't even mention Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter single handedly like owns Japan like yeah it's like the biggest thing over there like i can't even stress enough. and what are they trying to launch
0: in japan what are they trying to push in japan oh yeah the uh, x cloud -Cloud. it's called xbox game pass and Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be pretty epic to have monster hunter as a first party game
2: wow oh yeah i (laughs) i don't know i if they bought capcom i now over (laughs) here i yeah when you think of something like bethesda like me personally i know some people have Obviously, even on this panel, there were some different differing opinions on if they'd be exclusive or not. I don't know how they would handle ma- buying something like a Capcom over there. Like, do you take it away from Nintendo because half of like the Monster Probably Hunter games not. are Nintendo? Yeah, yeah, I, I think they'd have to be careful over there. Well, they have two. Uh, they they, they have two.
0: They have two exclusives coming next year. Exactly, for Monster Hunter.
2: So, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah, all
0: those contracts would be would be honored.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, um, but what it does is it ensures that whatever they make is going to be in Game Pass over here and probably exclusive over here. Uh, but I don't know if they would do that over in Japan, but I could talk all night about my love for Capcom. <laughs> Seriously, I could. Maybe I should just record a video of me of saying how awesome Capcom you should for hours. <laughs> do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, love them. But now, like I said, the sky really is the limit, man. It, it could be any one of these companies really for some weird reason i you know valhalla is one of my most anticipated games like i can't wait for that game like i am so excited to play it, it i like loved obvious odyssey. odyssey is in my top five for this generation absolutely yeah. loved it um I, I played the heck out of rainbow six siege i look at ubisoft and i love and play a lot of their games but for some weird strange reason When the rumors hit that they might have bought Ubisoft, it just struck me as odd. Like, I I don't know what it is. There's something about that. Maybe it's the lack of, I don't want to say lack of, but when I think of Ubisoft, I just think of a lot of good games that I enjoy. I don't think of characters. When I think of Capcom, I instantly think of characters, characters yeah. from Street Fighter, uh, Resident Evil. I think of stuff like that. I think of the monsters from Monster Hunters because they are characters. I can name you almost every Monster Hunter monster there is. I know that's super nerdy and weird, but I can do it. So I, that's what I think of of that stuff. Like when I think of Ubisoft, I do you think of Sam Fisher, and um, I think of Jade from Beyond Good and Evil. Outside of that, a, a lot of their stuff is, you know, User created characters, and I, I don't know, man. It just struck me as weird. I, I would, I wouldn't mind it because I play most of their games, and they would be in Game Pass. So selfishly, I'm like, yeah, sure, bring it on. But I mean, uh, it even hit me as, as you know, way more weird than like WB. Like WB, I instantly think of stuff like Mortal Kombat and yeah, uh, uh, the Batman series with um, uh, uh, not Rockstar, uh, Rockstar, who oh, was Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I just. I don't know. It would be strange to to me, but it's, it'd be amazing. And like you said, boom, (laughs) be greedy and buy both because it's just more (laughs) games for us on game pass. Like I'm sorry, it is what it is, but uh, you know, as it's, uh, well, what I will end with though, as it stands now, even if they weren't to ever buy another developer, they're set. They're set that Bethesda deal was so big. And as it sits now, like (laughs) I've been saying this all the time, but if they made like a smash brothers style game, they would have practically as big of a roster as like Nintendo does. Uh it, it, it's crazy the amount of characters that they 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 own, the IPs that they own. Um so they're set now and if they add anything to it it's all gravy baby. So Yeah,
0: no ab- absolutely uh, C- Cyber let, let's bring you to the conversation. Uh, you know listen, the, if people are wondering what the market cap value, what Microsoft would actually have to spend. I actually looked it up. It would be 9 billion dollars. To buy Ubisoft, if you ha- if you wanted to know the price now, yes, is that a little bit more than the Bethesda deal? And yes, it is. But the amount of IP that would come over is just monstrous. And mm-hmm. I can cons- again considering they just signed a ten billion dollar deal with the U.S. government. Uh, again, the, the, the money they invested, they got back, and they could reinvest that money and get more people into Xbox Game Pass, and that is ultimately what they want to do. I'm I'm sure that if you sat down, and you talked privately with Satya Nadal and Phil Spencer. They want to be that company to be able to say, "We have a hundred s, you know, whatever million subscribers to Xbox Game Pass, and it's the most important thing to our gaming division as well as what continuously brings in the money." For you personally, Cybernox, what what, what are your thoughts on this Ubisoft rumor? I, is there any validity to it?
4: Uh, well first of all I just want to say that every time somebody uh, mentions splinter cell this comes into my mind <clears throat> Every night <laughs> in my <laughs> dreams <laughs> I see you whoa, whoa,
6: whoa. I feel you we'll, we'll This the song we'll
4: I apparently Cyber does. <laughs> no, What's what, what, <laughs> the name of
6: the, the lady that sings this song?
4: Because you have Dion. no idea. I have no idea. Celine though. Dion. Okay. Celine Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: she's yeah. French,
5: by the way. Yeah, uh, boom, we just lost uh, 400 viewers. <laughs> we just like
1: <laughs> We're
5: down to 103 viewers. Thanks, Cyber. Great work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: anyways, with all seriousness. Um,
4: I think listen, as much as I'm uh, with everyone else that I would love this acquisition to take place. Um, Ubisoft, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I think it comes with a lot of baggage, kind of what Luca alluded to earlier. I see more of uh, Uplay Plus coming to Game Pass, kind of like EA Play came to Game Pass, than them actually acquiring uh, Ubisoft. However, Capcom, hmm That's looking a lot more promising in my eyes. Thank you, Simon. That is so smart of you. Thank you. (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I saw, kind of what Boom said, they just got a big government contract. They also have uh, that money that was allocated to that TikTok um, purchase that they were going to buy that fell through. So -hmm. they do have money to spend. Um, The question is, where are they going to spend it? Um, what Mag said was really smart. They need games on Game Pass that are going to be rat- uh, rapidly available uh, in a couple. You know, let's say you can launch them. You know, every every year or so. Um, the big the big publishers that we know of, or the big developers that we know of, kind of like everybody wanna like CD Projekt Red or Rockstar or something like that. It's just just it wouldn't make sense for Game Pass. Now Ubisoft, I can see, but like I said, I think Uplay Plus is more likely to be integrated into the um, uh, Game Pass service. Um, I think that's pretty more of a smart play. I think I mentioned this before uh, on another podcast. I don't think they're paying out as much as we think they are for the, for these, uh, merging of these services, I think it could be, you know, some money up front and then it's a per download basis kind of transaction. So, um, yeah, I think it would make sense for both companies, especially since you see, um, uh, game pass numbers just keep going up, up and up. And then these other subscription services, they, you know, kind of plateau. Um, but Capcom, I can really see, you know, it would, uh, uh, there was, there's a def, definitely a lot of genres in the Capcom family that would, you know, fill out uh, a lot more voids and a lot of games that are, you know, available now that a lot of people are, are you know, are in love with um, that are actually on Game Pass now. So that's where I'm at. I think Ubisoft may be coming uh, as a, a service on the Xbox Game Pass, but if they were going to purchase somebody, I think it would be... Uh, uh, a company like a Capcom.
2: Boom. Boom's muted again. Oh, you guys want me to oh, sing? I'll, I'll say more. I'll no singing, going. sir, please. Oh, sorry.
4: Uh, um, I was please trying to hold sing. it down. I was trying to hold it I, down. I appreciate that
0: very much. Your, <laughs> your 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 service is welcomed here, but we're gonna have to just mute your mic if you start singing. Now I'm just getting uh let, let, let me catch up with somebody's super chat uh forte before I bring you into conversation. We oh, just man, it just moved. Hold on just a second. Santry is gonna be the first one that I bring up, and let me just catch up with that. Hopefully I I can find it because sometimes this chat just goes so quick. We and I got a, I got a big shout out to 650 people here. Thank you so much for keeping this chat really going, moving quick. S- Sastry drops a very generous five dollars. Jen says, "I feel like Xbox took Sony attacks personally from the start of the generation, and they are coming to win this gen. They will it will be uh, they will be nice, but not bullied." Oh, that's that's a that's a great point. And yes, uh, you know they, they my, Sony's been taking shots for years. Um, very good friend of the show, Philly Eagle drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Microsoft didn't take out a loan to throw seven point five billion at the Zenimax deal. This was a regular transaction. They don't even blink um, at uh, no need to think too hard on it. Yeah, that they have a, a tremendous amount of." Of uh, of a war chest full of cash ready to spend and invest and that was not alone That was actually literally cash that they had on hand. We have bounty boom drops a very uh, wow another generous uh, uh, donation of two dollars and he says hit that like button great show. Thank you so much for that as always certainly appreciate your generosity let me see. Let's find the other one. We also have, oh, hold on a sec. I'm sorry about that. This chat is flying by. Okay. We also have Sastry drops another, wow, generous $2 super chat. It says, I swear Mooch is on the show under another name. <laughs> Yeah, that's, of course, we're talking about Mag. Yeah, he does. He's, he's has, well. He's the Canadian Mooch, for sure. Restored Hades drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, if they got Capcom, they would have a studio for KI. Indeed! Yes, we definitely need a proper killer instinct to one of my favorite, uh, fi- favorite fighting games, pretty much, of this entire generation. The Living Flame drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, Xbox, please bring back the Blue Bomber. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Love to see uh, the blue bomber combat. We have regulator nine fifty one, a very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. Uh, five dollars super chat and says this. Just stop by to show some love to boom and your awesome panel cyber's voice is a mixer of Fergie and Jesus (laughs) (laughs) It's great to see Luca on the panel. Yes, it certainly is and that's pretty funny. Um, we have Sycamore 007 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says this Microsoft won't be buying any publishers anytime soon next year, but not this year uh, well, I mean, I mean, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying, but that's not what me and King have heard, and we have sources very close um, to the situation. But again, we will see. Now, Forte, listen. I, I enjoy your opinion because not only do you uh, you handle these kinds of conversations from a fan's perspective, but because mm-hmm. you're at the business aspect way from from a business point of view. Like if you remember on Breakfast with Broom, you were integral in talking about how big of a deal the GameStop. Uh, Microsoft connection was, and, and what that means for both companies. And you right. look at what Microsoft is investing in. You know, it's easy to say Microsoft is investing in the future. Sure, of course they are. But their future is now, and their consoles are coming out. But in order to get people to buy said consoles, to potentially play on their tablets and on their phones and on their PCs, they need an attractive service like Xbox Game Pass. And the way that you make it even more attractive is if you add a Capcom or Ubisoft. What what are your thoughts on this Ubisoft rumor? Look, man, I swear I think there's some type of... um (laughs) <laughs>
6: There'll be like some type of thing they have to pass. Like, is this a monopoly at this point? You got all the, you got pretty much all the bigger, the biggest publishers inside of your wheelhouse outside of like take two hey,
1: real quick uh mags did say uh he uh he made a really good point about how it's not bro i just wanted to put that out there but go ahead
6: it's, not, it's definitely not a <laughs> monopoly we know that is a monopoly would mean they would have the majority of everything and that's not even half of it because there's so many other um smaller um studios out there that still make stuff they it would it would take a lot to be that but uh overall it's interesting. Um, I think the the thing is when we sit back and we think about it we no one expected Microsoft and Xbox to come out and spill 7.5 billion dollars on something like gaming <laughs> because up until up until this point a lot of us was really wondering how committed xbox where microsoft was committed to gaming now we knew phil spencer was committed to it we knew that that was the message that he was been trying to push throughout this entire generation but we didn't know that microsoft was fully behind it until now this is when you know Satya nadella comes out there and he's doing commercials and he's throwing first pitches to people and then all of a sudden master chief and all his friends come out and they're all mm-hmm. taking the picture on the golf on the, on the greens. And then after that, he says, we're a hundred percent in a game and we're not done. So these are all moves that definitely can happen. The only thing that kind of, um, the only thing that kind of makes me think that the, but the, not the but, the, but the, um, Ubisoft thing is probably more of a pipe dream. Honestly, it's because a lot of the stuff that they announced and Microsoft has basically talked about, it, especially with the Bethesda stuff, if the games are already announced to be coming on the platform, then those games are still going to go to that platform. You know, yes. look, at, look at Ghost Rider, look at uh, Ghost Rider, look at um Deathloop. All those games are still going over to PlayStation. Now, Ubisoft. All their games, most most of them are already announced and all of them are already, you know, slated to go on platforms like PlayStation or like on um, Nintendo Switch and stuff. And if Xbox did do something like that, it will kind of be the same thing. Now we're talking about the biggest thing will be how those games could be in Game Pass and that could be... The uh, turning point on how some people be like, well, shoot, why would I pay full price on PlayStation and I could just get them on on Xbox? So I can see that definitely being the thing. But I also don't think Microsoft really wants to jump in and make another purchase that big because, yes, their their cap is nine billion dollars, but they're definitely going to have to spend twelve to thirteen to make that uh purchase a reality because they're gonna to have to overspend to basically make no that that that, that
0: nine was the purchase price the, the, so the how, much, how much is there how much are they worth though 3.9 billion $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3. $3.
6: oh they're only worth 3. point. well she you'll be stopped is marcus caps yeah. only worth 3 billion 3.9 almost 4 billion
0: yes for 4 billion
6: okay well yeah well you you write on the money then when you say 9 billion dollars because that that makes it worth their while at that point yes. mm-hmm. so if, if, if that if that's the case I just don't think Microsoft wants to pay more money into it until this first deal clears. Now that doesn't say that they can't have something like this happen towards the end of their financial year when it start when they start doing their uh predictions for 2021. I can see something like this happen because they did say we're not done. Uh at this point I want to see exactly what they're gonna do with the studios they have. They got 23 studios. If you chop those studios up because a lot of them have more than one development house in them. Game pass is going to be um it's gonna be busy and full yes for quite some, it's going to be full for quite some time so i'm looking forward to what they have now if they want to surprise me and have more things and have other acquisitions and stuff because they say they're not done i'll be happy to see it but at this moment man i can't get my hopes up on something like ubisoft or even or even capcom or sega because what like sega atlas is one of my favorite Like one of my truly favorite development houses. You know, I love games like Catherine. I never really got into the Persona franchise and stuff like that. But the uh, Shimigami Tensei's, I played that stuff a lot on Switch. That's a huge franchise that I'm a fan of. Wait a second. Yes, go ahead.
1: Why don't you? Uh, you should uh, boot up that Persona Five King. <laughs> I <laughs> have it. I, I knew Luca was going
6: to chime in on that. I just, have Persona uh,
1: Five Royale
6: edition <laughs> too. I have everything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I definitely think that's worth a play. It's amazing
6: yeah but it's it's also 150 to 200 and 300 hours excuse me Ooh.
1: i beat it in 108 hours thank you very much <laughs> That's 109 hours,
6: <laughs> on hours not on destiny but uh um, no but no she you're right though but i think sega would probably be the one that i'm more interested in just because of atlas i think atlas yeah. itself um you already proven that you pretty much own the west when it comes to like the western rpg now, the only thing you don't have is the Japanese RPG side of it. And if you get Sega, you pretty much are tying up pretty much everything when it comes to RPGs.
0: Well, Fantasy Star alone is worth yeah, it because Fantasy that's Star, doing very like well it. in Japan. Yeah, So
6: I think that would be the one that I would be more interested in because let's be for real – like Lucas said earlier, the whole situation going on with Ubisoft. And I don't think that would really deter Microsoft from making the purchase because, you know, it would kind of, they would just, they would just be out with the trash at that point. They would just get rid of the people that they don't want there. The overhead will basically just get taken out and everything. So I think they will redo everything what's going on with the structure of Ubisoft. But I think they already have a lot of games like that. Um, that open world field type game. That's what they're actually striving to do now inside of Game Pass with the games they have. I think the more RPGs they can get in there, specifically RPG. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to be talking about the people in over in the um, Southern sides of the country and over in the other side of the world, that's going to be paying more attention to them because that's why Japan and Asia are super uh, into the um, Nintendo ecosystem because of games like Xenoblade. They like those types of games and stuff over there. That's why JRPGs are so prevalent over in Japan. That's why Europe is so good. So deep into the uh, PlayStation ecosystem. So, if they can make a move for Sega, that would be the one that I think would really pay of dividends for them going into the next generation. But I'm just, I just want to take a wait and see approach because I'm still kind of recovering from 7.5 <laughs> $7. billion dollars being spent that I never thought I would ever see a company do to buy another company. You know, especially to show that they are in gaming as much as they are. And I think that's all we wanted as Xbox gamers—just to know that Microsoft cared. And now we know it.
0: Yeah, no 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 doubt about the bulletin books. This has been a great show and I'm going to say this the, the final sh- uh um point on this conversation is look out for the last week of October that this new this big information is coming. Like I said, what I was what I've been told, it is not a developer, it is a publisher that's going to be added and it's going to be big and based on what has also been told to me, it's going to be as big, potentially bigger than The uh, Zenimax Bethesda deal. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I have smaller connections. I don't have some of the bigger ones. But this one that I have talked to has been on the money and very, very trusted. uh, And and I know them personally. So we'll, 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 we'll see. But remember, if it happens, you heard it. On this day on this podcast, and who could forget that we had the lovely Luca on as a guest. And obviously, hey. let's get the, and let's get to the outros there, darling. First of all, I have to applaud you for the change in direction of your channel because I've been Thank watching, you. besides the scum cast, you've been dropping some videos in there as well, making yourself a little bit more available to the community putting your opinion out there and i gotta say man that's great for your channel it's great for us as as fans do me a <laughs> favor darling tell everyone where they can follow you on social media potentially get the uh, get backslapped by them when I'm talking <laughs> about slow-mo backslap <laughs> and also about your outstanding and growing YouTube channel
1: wow okay thank you so much for having me on i had a great time and i love spending time with the boys so thank you so much it was really really good for me uh, but yeah man I mean I just you know okay we all know how the community is mm-hmm. i was just getting tired of the negativity and I was like mm. instead of being destructive how about I try to be creative and productive with everything yes. I'm doing and you know people have been loving everything I've been putting down and yep. I've been learning new things about uh, video editing and Photoshop you know thanks to Slow Mo and Nautical for helping me out so it's it's been, it's been a lot of fun and um I don't know, man, it's, uh, there's a lot of bad in the world. And I think people expend way too much energy being negative. And I'm, I'm not trying to do any of that stuff. I'm trying to be positive. And uh, I'm just, I just want to have fun with it and be happy. So, but uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for, you go ahead, go ahead, bro.
0: Well, yeah, thank you so much for being here, as always, and definitely, uh, I definitely got to make my appearance on the Scumcast. have not been on there in a while, so we're definitely going to, you know, we'll sit down and we'll try and figure out our schedules because loved your show and love, would love to be a part of that. Uh, you know, and uh we'll, we'll definitely make that happen. Let's get Cybernox. Yeah, Cybernox yeah,
1: uh, real quick, you guys find yes. follow me at the Ash yes. Luca on Twitter and YouTube. Thank you. Yes, go ahead. Yes, Sorry, uh, bro, the, go the, ahead.
0: No, the Ashen Luca <laughs> definitely on Twitter and uh, be respectful because she will block you before she does. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She, before she does, you'll get a piece of her mind and you don't want that kind of lashing. So don't be an a-hole <laughs> and come at Luca because not only are you going to get get it from her, you're probably going to get it from the rest of the community as well. And you do have a big backup. And definitely check out her channel. She's doing a lot of new, good and new things. And I got to say, it is great, great stuff coming from her. And, uh, you know, Cyber, before you jump back out there and you keep these streets safe from the likes of Two-Face and Bane, mm-hmm. do me tell a favor, him, bro. brother. Tell, tell everyone him. tell everyone about where they can check you out on social media because you've been very active. But more importantly, your outstanding YouTube channel.
4: Oh, thanks, Boom. First and foremost, I want to say it was a pleasure, Luca. It was great meeting you. Um, yes. I follow you. You know, I listen to you on uh, Scumcast as well um hopefully wait, i don't make your ears um, bleed yes, but you know what i, I mean um, so let you know, me go, next time i'll give I you a warning you.
1: let me go refollow you because i
4: all right it's, sure. it's all good why nah, not nah, go i got you
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> cybernox you guys already know the drill uh cybernox on twitter that's where i'm most active youtube i gotta get a you know i gotta start putting out more content i know i know but it's always a pleasure being here monday evenings here with you know my primetime gaming brothers and uh yeah i can't wait for uh next, uh, next Monday. And, uh, yeah, everyone have a great week.
0: Well, thank you for being here, as always. Tempest, Sun. let's bring you back into the conversation. Now, obviously, you have been very busy in the MMO world. But every now and again, you sniper a few people and <laughs> take out people that come across your path. But a- at the same time, offer your friendship after murdering them online. Do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone about where they can follow you on social media and potentially get shot in the face from, uh, by you on PlayStation Network and, of course,
2: Xbox Live. you have way too much fun with that man (laughs) i really do i love it i love it (laughs) no i love it too uh you can find me on twitter at the tempest sun uh gamer tag is tempest sun um yeah i gotta get some gaming done uh it was cool having ash and luca on and my panel of my boys always good to be with you guys and uh i got gaming to do so i'm gonna get on out of here
0: All right. Well, listen, dude, thank you so much for being here. And obviously Mm -hmm. you being a part of the show is a big deal. You were here from the beginning and to have you on each and every week is always an honor to work with you. So uh, clowns. Clowns, thank you so much for being here as always, Mr. Clowns. It's so oh, you know, you have been doing some interesting things on Four Guys with Quarters. As a matter of fact, you've been rubbing elbows with several of the big time industry movers and shakers. Why don't you tell everyone about that and where they can follow you, potentially even mail you a Calzone? Nice, thanks, Bum.
3: Oh. Yeah, um, so lately, Four Guys with Quarters, we have been, um, I guess. Introduced to several different celebrities. We just interviewed actress uh, Siobhan Eulett on Four Guys Recorders. We interviewed video game and film composer Crispin Hands. Um, This Wednesday, we're going to be interviewing Kelsey Abbott, who writes for Cartoon Network. Um, And you you may know some of her shows as like Uncle Grandpa, um, Amazing Adventures of, I think, Gumball. I probably said that wrong. But she's done a lot of other stuff as well. And then on Friday, we're going to be interviewing Tommy Tallarico. Um, and next week, we're supposed to have more voice actresses as well um, on Four Guys With Quarters. But you can find me on all social media at Italian Clowns um, and Four Guys With Quarters uh on our channel we do about four shows a week now unless we're doing interviews so yeah check us out and thanks for having me here and it was awesome to be on a podcast with luca again it's been a while uh so this was really cool and you know everybody here is awesome glad gaming forte was able to get past those interviews man
0: <laughs> yes, definitely I'm oh, yeah. glad to have you here de- de- definitely glad to have you here uh, clowns and certainly appreciate the uh, the wisdom you bring to this show each and every week. the mag let's go to you next brother. you obviously you got your voice back you are not under the weather anymore. <laughs> hopefully the whole household is back to full health and you're yes. back to gaming and of course podcasting because not only are you on primetime gaming each and every uh, Monday, you have another little show that has exploded on the scene with someone known as the Terminator slash Arnold in Newf Nukem and his show Tuesday Evenings. Why don't you tell everyone about that? And more importantly, where could people reach out to you on
5: social media? Okay, well, yes. Thank you uh, tonight for a great show, great chat, great panel. And uh, uh, Luca, you're awesome as always. And it was uh, actually an absolute pleasure to be here on a show with you instead of just sitting here listening to you. So it was a wonderful. Oh, and by the way, uh, chat, everybody, uh, Boom wasn't kidding, okay? Lu- uh, Luca added me on Twitter about two days ago. I've already been banned. So, anyhow, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, yes, you can find me uh, right here every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on no, no one's gonna pick it up for me. Primetime prime gaming. Prime okay. gaming. That's right. <laughs> we that's got a right. prime time gaming every Tuesday night. Uh sorry, Tuesday night. We have gaming after dark with Nuke Nukem and Titan Drago. That is 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is for adults only. Mm. Now, uh you can also find me on Twitter at the middle Age game guy. That's with a GY at the end. On the Xbox side of things, you can follow me at dead meat one that is d-e-d-m-e-a-t-1 all capitals on the playstation you can find me all capitals one word because i don't know how to be quiet i am the mag so you can find me in all those places so anyways guys again it was an absolute pleasure to be here everybody have a great week have a great night and we'll see you next week
0: Thank you so much, brother. And last and no way least, uh, gaming forte, you have been really, I mean, like churning out not just content for the sake of content, but you're putting out thought provoking. Awesome content. Your channel has exploded. You're gonna hit 3,000 subs before you know it also in tow Of course, we have to have him back on the show Hopefully we can get him on maybe this upcoming Friday morning and of course, you know You've teamed up with slow-mo backslap one of my favorite content creators because of his honesty and the fact that he makes Content like you that is thought-provoking tell everyone about your ch- about not only your YouTube channel the the show that you do with slow-mo on a weekly basis where they can find you on social media, and more importantly, one of the 17,000 shows that you're on weekly. Look, man. Uh, first of all,
6: Drag him.
1: To, I'm sorry. First, first of all, it's hard to follow
6: up, Matt, because he's always yelling. So, <laughs> gotta turn my preamps on my mixer up to make sure I'm able to concentrate. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's always a great time being here with you guys, man. You guys are the beginning of the week for me. It, it wakes me up, it makes me energize me for the rest of the week. So, I'm super, super happy to be here with you and all the success you're having on your channel, man. I'm just happy to be a part of it. But uh, outside of that, it is Gaming Forte everywhere, YouTube, Twitter, Xbox Live. PlayStation is still Nautica, so shout out to The Fallen. But, um, man, look. DPS podcast every Thursday now at 9 p.m. We moved it from Tuesday, we're on Thursdays. So that's going to be the new home of me and Slomo Backslap, literally arguing about something that probably makes no sense, but you're still going to enjoy it. Uh, you can check us out also on the Brat Podcast every Wednesday night, 9 p.m., um, with eMoney, Eric Jackson, uh, Enrique, and Slomo Backslap, like I said earlier. And last but not least, Pride Tide Gaming right here every week monday sometimes it's eight o'clock right because i'm getting my time yes, mm-hmm, are we o'clock. gonna change when <laughs> daylight savings times happens are we gonna stay at night at eight o'clock
0: no we're probably gonna drop it back we may go we may go back we may i, I go gotta back.
6: prepare myself for that but yeah. <laughs> but no outside of that man it's it's been incredible man i, I love being here with you guys uh just keep doing the good work that you guys are doing. And we got to get you guys on all these different shows. I got to put out some invites to you guys to be on DPS and all these other places. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that we'll,
0: that we'll definitely answer the call for sure. But listen, folks, this has been an amazing show. We had over 650 people here to listen to, you know, two massive topics. We got we we, we actually got the uh what we've been playing into the conversation, which is pretty pretty awesome. And, of course, you know, obviously a, a big shout out to the chat. Uh, and, and more importantly, uh, obviously the chat, you guys and gals, keep this rolling. If we didn't have you in the audience, we wouldn't have an audience. So I want to thank you for not only being here, but keeping it very civil. And, of course, keeping it civil, who walks silently and carries a very big stick, is, of course, one of the massive ultra incredibly important parts of the show and that's Lethal Papa. This gentleman over here not only does this particular podcast he does all of my shows his moderation skills are legendary and obviously he's trusted and you
1: know, papa bro be killing it man he be yeah, killing no, those trolls.
6: Pa- yes this, this, we're not on tuesday nights no more uh interfering with your duties on rdx you got to come through and uh and run yeah, sheriff in my chat on thursday that
0: is the sheriff indeed and you know something folks listen he has my full support so if you get banned if you get timed out if you get uh, completely wiped ac- or, or wiped across the floor. Don't come to me later on saying, why did I get banned w- with a DM? He has my full authority. He has the full authority to if you are being a troll, if you're being an a-hole, if you're causing trouble, you're gone. This is the kind of community that I grew with friendships and love and caring and togetherness. And if you can't be a part of it, well, then you're going to find yourself banned and that's going to be tough titty. So don't do that. Come here, hang out, enjoy yourself, have fun and uh just enjoy yourself. And before we get out of here, CKO Yumi drops a very generous two dollar super chat and says the email makes sense if Xbox owns. Uh, Ubisoft and Sega wow well yes I say buy them all that's what I say but you know what I am not writing the checks anyway listen folks I want to say a big thank you for being here and I want to close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it will be important to you and that's something that my dad taught me when I was a kid it made me a better New York City police officer but more importantly it made me a better human being and he used to say son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care enjoy gaming on whatever console you like playing on and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of primetime gaming with mr boomstick and friends
1: bye